Minnesota McRib is back at McDonald's. It's always a good time when it is. Are are you a fan of the McRib? I am. Any, yeah, uh, I I was a big fan of the McRib back in the day. Uh, I think I, I think I think we had our fast food discussion for a baby bit. I don't, I like McDonald's. I mean, I don't love it. Of course, there's other things that I like more, but I am known to go to McDonald's every now and again. Like maybe once a week or so. Yeah, we often go when we're on uh, <clears throat> trips. Yeah. Drop in, get some chicken nuggets. I do have a couple complaints about their, I, don't know, I guess you'd say history, because they've changed shit like any, like any place, you know, that has a, a food menu. They've changed their menu items a couple times that really pissed me off. I was always, always a big fan of their, uh, their cinnamon, cinnamon rolls back in the day. They uh-huh. used to be square and flat, about like an inch and a half tall. Uh, this is, we're talking like back in the nineties. I love those cinnamon rolls. Those were the best version of their cinnamon rolls. And then they, I think they changed it to a different type. I think they went to like a round version. And then they changed the icing to a different flavor icing. It was like a creamer, like a creamy, cheesy kind of icing. And then they went to like a muffin. It went, it was like a cinnamon muffin with icing. And I don't, I don't remember if they did the minis as well. I remember the Burger King did the cine minis or whatever. They've never went back to that old school cinnamon roll. So I hate that. I miss that. Nobody else have ever had that. And uh, of course they're never going to have it back. And I liked the McRib the first time I had it, again, back in the 90s. But over time, they changed their barbecue recipe. And I'm a barbecue connoisseur. I love barbecue. And yes, I know you you don't go to McDonald's for your top-grade pinky finger waving in the air (laughs) barbecue. But that's not my point. I'm not saying I I don't go to McDonald's to get the McRib to get the best of the best barbecue i go there because it's convenient whatever and for what the price is and what convenience it is it's okay right but they they change their recipe over you know decades to different barbecue flavors it just it's never been the same i had one a couple days ago i was like i'm gonna give it a shot i haven't had one of these because the the second about the second time they changed the recipe i was like yeah i'm done with this shit but I tried one. Eh, pretty good. I, I can't. Re- I mean, it's been a while now. It's been decades, so I don't. I don't recall what flavor was so good back in the day. But this one they got now is 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 pretty good. Yeah, I don't like know it. when the last time I had one was, but maybe I have to grab one this week. The they are so generic to me, the McRib, because. The elementary school and the middle school that I used to go to used to carry their own little version of the McRib. They had it like yeah. every two weeks, and it's the same fucking thing. It's the same style patty, the same, you know, put a couple pickles on it, the little the little uh, rectangular-shaped kind of bun, same exact thing. Yeah. So I, I had them in school for free. I used to I used to be so bad about sweet talking to lunch ladies to get more. <laughs> you I'd would, Miss like, mm, Beverly. 
You're looking hot for a 62-year-old. Let me get one of them slabs of, get some more of that barbecue. And she, oh, stars. <laughs> Throw another one on there. She dribble a little bit of barbecue sauce on top and then light liquor. For, oh, God. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. And, oh, shit, do we got a topic today. I have been, this is another one of those topics that I have been waiting to talk about for a long time. I don't even think I'm going to say what it is yet. We're going to wait. All right. Well, actually, it's video game movies. I'm saying that because the fucking title is going <laughs> to no, that, happen. That's true. It's, it's hard to keep a surprise time. when, you know, you have yeah. to have a title. Yeah, so today's topic, we are going to talk about video game movies. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to get very fucking preachy and very pissy about <laughs> this topic. But it's it's been on my heart for a long time, these fucking video game movies. And I can't wait to say my final piece on this shit. But before we roll into the topic... Uh, before we even roll into the weeks, do we have any well actually from last week? I don't, I don't, I don't think I do. I don't. I can remember. Oh, well, see, this is a great occasion, folks. When we have no well actuallys, that means that our last podcast was entirely factual, entirely perfect. <laughs> uh, we are beyond contestation. And, uh, please do not email or comment us telling us if something's wrong because if we didn't catch it, it isn't, it doesn't exist. Pretty much me and Chris are the best at what we do, so uh, you can always come to us for 100% factual all the time. <laughs> I could, I, if this Skype conversation had video, I could just see Chris just shaking his head, typing out in, typing out in the messenger, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Chris, it's been, uh, according to our, uh, our maths... It's been about 10 days since we last recorded. Yep. That's a long time for it a is. week, my friend. I have nothing to talk about, so take the whole week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what what did you do this past week, man? You know, last week when we wrapped up, I was like, all right, I am going to play Assassin's Creed. I'm going to finish, and I'm going to move on so I have something else to talk about for my week, you know, tonight. <laughs> now, look, now, look, there's no pressure now. You never have to do that. You don't well, have to like load your week up. But I respect. I respect. I respect the try. All right. Yeah, and it was a try. Um, oh. So my oh answer God. for what I did the last week is the same thing as the last couple episodes. I mm -hmm. coded on my game and played Assassin's Creed. Well, this is um, riveting. Well, yeah. Let me, let me sit back. I was standing up. <laughs> I'm sitting. Just, I sit back down in this chair. All right, I'm sitting back down. Yeah, so on Assassin's Creed, I am at 99% as of last night. Um, I'm at 80 hours in, and I think I'm going to stay at 99% um, and casually get that last 1% as they roll out the, whatever they're calling fighting the gods things are. Because there was one last week, or excuse me, the week before, there wasn't one last week. So I haven't actually booted up the Xbox tonight to see, but I'm hoping another one either starts tonight or tomorrow. So I may mm -hmm. hop on tomorrow and do the fight to God and then farm some more experience. Because I mentioned before that you didn't get enough points from leveling to max out the skill tree. 
but you can, after you hit level 40, you keep going with levels, um, with your experience bar, sorry. And every time you quote-unquote level, you get an ability point. Right. So if you grind enough levels, you can get enough points to max out the tree. And if you're playing after you've maxed out the tree, there are three uh, abilities you can constantly put points in that up your damage across the board, or for that ability, rather. And... Mm -hmm. Some of the side quests and side objectives also give you points, but I am, I believe, three points short of maxing out the tree and getting the last ability-related uh, Ubisoft club challenge thing. I have all the achievements for the game. So as far as achievements go, I'm at 100% on it, but now I'm doing the in-game Ubisoft uh, goals or milestones, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, now... Let me ask another in-game question because yeah. this 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 rolls hand in hand to when I was doing uh, all my com I quote unquote completion shit or what I wanted to do when I was playing Breath of the Wild. There comes a point where no matter what weapons I would find or what clothing I would, there comes a point where I was not gonna get any more benefit out of the difficulty level. So. I would have to play master mode. Master mode at the time wasn't even out yet. Right. And I don't, I didn't know at the time if anything would carry over from what I was doing. It could have been that a lot of shit I was doing was pointless. I was doing a lot of armor upgrades, a lot of armor finding, um, kind of, sort of hunting out some uh, extra Koroks just to get my space built up, but not to do the whole 900 Korok seed bullshit. Yeah. But, my question for you is, if you're getting everything that your character in-game can get, does that shit carry over to a new game? And if so, are you going to play on a higher difficulty? Is is all this extra shit you're doing going to mean anything? Or is it just you're, just you're just checking boxes? No, there is no new game plus. Um, uh, right now, the build-up is going for the fighting the gods things. Um, mm -hmm. The first one was Anubis, and... Once I realized the trick to it and used certain weapons, it was pretty easy. Um, yeah. So who knows what mechanics this week's will have, or if there is one this week, I don't even know. But the next yeah. one, who knows what mechanics it have, it may be a much more difficult pattern, you know, because uh, it varies, you know. If it's a difficult pattern that's hard to get used to or whatever, or they have some gimmick, it can completely change the difficulty of it. Um, overall, I don't see a point to grinding these extra points once you've maxed it out. I mean, it'd make it a little bit easier running around the world in the high-level areas, but once you're at that point, you don't really have a reason to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you've already beaten the game. Apparently, you've already done... Yeah. I mean, you're at 99% anyway, so yeah. what? unless the game had real-time scaling, there's not much it could throw at you anyway. Right. What, so there, explain to me this, the, the gods, is, is this DLC? Is this additional content? Is this stuff they're updating over time so you can come back and play new stuff? Or what is this? So I actually didn't know it was happening. Um, I'd seen the, there, I believe there's an achievement for winning one fight against one of the gods. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a Ubisoft challenge. There was one for fighting one and there was another one for, killing all of them, and each one you kill gives you a piece of gear. Um, mm -hmm. This is 
additional content part of the game. As far as I know, it's not anything DLC related. Um, I do have the deluxe edition or whatever it is. So if it is, I already have it and I wouldn't know the difference um, unless it's an actual DLC download. But as far as I'm aware, this is added, this is base content. It's well, just time locked, right? Uh, and a, and a quick personal note: in case any more noise gets made, my uh, awesome, perfect wife is uh, cleaning my <laughs> recording studio right now. I.e., she's cleaning our house. So if you hear any banging, screaming, uh, if it sounds like something on fire, if you hear sirens, uh, if you hear gunshots, uh, if you hear like a machine gun going off, or hear a wolf howl. Or even a whale squeal. That's just us cleaning the house. Don't <laughs> be alarmed. Squeal. We're we're okay. You just randomly hear a. <laughs> it's, it's just mopping the floor. You know, typical, typical house cleaning. Um, I mean, if I was gonna be an actual fucking nerd about this game, I would wait until you actually have your hundred percent. But it's ninety nine percent. So I'm gonna ask now. When you feel you've gotten 99 or 100% and you feel you played it for a couple more days or gotten whatever extra shit that you wanted, what is the likelihood you're, that you're going to go back into this game? Are you going to go back into it immediately? Are you going to wait for a while? Do you even have any inclination to go back into it or do you just want to give it some breathing time? No, I rarely touch games after I beat them. Mm -hmm. um, the exception is with multiple endings and even then that's iffy. Depends on you mm -hmm. know, how much I enjoyed the game. Really? Um, there are very few games that I actually play more than once. The other Assassin's Creeds, I haven't went back until there's DLC. Um, cause it's one of those things where when I'm done, I'm done. I've experienced the story. If I'm done leveling up my character, I'm done. If I, if there's no point to keep playing, if there's nothing going to be accomplished, I'm not just going to run around. All right, so everybody in the comments and the emails, be sure to let Chris know how he's a fucking wrong person <laughs> and how there are many, many great games that deserve multiple playthroughs for multiple reasons. I can get, I, I do agree that if you 100% a game, I mean, if you perfect it, if you literally have seen everything there is to see, maybe that's one reason not to come back. But sometimes the game is so good, maybe you want to start from scratch, maybe you just want to play it again. I, I have. And it's not a competition, just saying our dynamics here. I have several games that I've played several times, like Chrono Trigger. I've seen every ending of that game. I've played through that game probably ten times, maybe more. Same with Final Fantasy VI, with Final Fantasy VII. i played Mega Man Four so many times I could probably count the bricks in a level for you. Uh, Katamari. I mean, anything that's on my top 15 particularly, I've played multiple, multiple, multiple times. Or at least for a crazy, ridiculous amount of length. Like, technically, technically, Just Cause 2 is on my wall. I've only ever played through that game one time. But I have, like, 800-something hours in that game on my Xbox 360. So, <laughs> Yeah, and but, certain games are exceptions. You know, if they're a casual-type game, like Katamari's a good example. You can just hop in there, roll around, and have fun. Such um, a good game. It's not, you know... An RPG where once I've experienced the story, I've experienced it. I would say probably Final Fantasy VII and Lunar are the only RPGs I will actually go back and play and enjoy the whole way through again. 
Um, I'm trying to think of another game where I do that, and I can't think of one offhand. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, It's <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's rare, but it, it, I don't have a percentage off the top of my head, but it's there, there are games where I play one time and I, and I put down, but a lot of times if I like a game, I end up going back to it at some degree. And, but then again, I console jump, I platform jump. Uh, nah, I see what I did there. Uh, no. I, well, you're a <laughs> fucking asshole then. Open your ears and see what I did, damn it. Uh, Open my ears to see, okay. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I play so many different games. I'm, I jump all over the place too much. So me going back and playing something, I mean, it could be something I played 20 years ago. There's nothing wrong with either one of our play styles. It's just crazy to me when I hear, like, you know, I, once I, I'm one and done with a game because there's so many games that just I have to go back. I, I've done it all, but I'll still go back because there's still fun there. Yeah, there's too many new games, too, that I'll be like, okay, I could go back and play through uh, this, or I could yeah. play a new game, you know, that I haven't ever played and actually make some progress on this enormous, infinite, infinite, uh, infinitely long backlist. That is probably the biggest detriment to me, or I'd say anybody in general that just goes back and plays other games you've, you've played before, because it just adds, your backlog just builds and builds and yeah. builds. My backlog is not, I don't just physically have a backlog of physical games in my house that I have not placed into a console to play. I do, but it doesn't stop there. It's games on Steam, it's games in just memory that people have told me that I have heard that are interesting and I need to try. There are games that I've wrote down in a list. There's games that were been, that I've seen in, uh, suggestions or I've favorited in like, uh, or like bookmarked in a YouTube video review. Uh, who knows? My backlog is not just a physical backlog. It is a, the actual concept of a backlog. Yeah. Even if today, if right this second, if the entire gaming industry did another 80s crash and the entire industry just went kaput, I, could play I could quit my job and still play games for the rest of my life. I don't think I'd finish all the ones I want to. That's that's just how it's not only how many games I want to play, that's just how many games are in existence. We're we're in the ninth. I think the Xbox One marks the ninth no, the Xbox One X marks the ninth generation of consoles. The Xbox One X, the Switch, and whatever the new the PlayStation Five, I guess. That, that's a lot of fucking generations. That is a lot of, it's a lot of games. And the X's PS equivalent is the PS4 Pro. Ah, uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, that makes sense because it's not an Xbox 2, you know, it's the Xbox One X. Yeah. I mean, Chris, it is the most powerful gaming console, so, I mean, if, if you don't have one in your house right now, you're pretty much a gaming scrub, so. <laughs> Yeah, I opted to get a PS4 Pro first because I already have two Xbox Ones, but not a PS4. Let's take a side tangent down okay. down another road for a minute. Did you ever, uh, and, uh, and being honest, not saying you're a liar, I think you're a liar, but not saying you were one, did, do you, did you ever get caught up back in your younger days in any console war? No. 
I, I never did either. I was all, like, even though I had a Nintendo and even though I bought my own Super Nintendo, I didn't, I didn't hate my Genesis friends or my Genesis friend owners, my Genesis owner friends, you know? Right. I, I, I was more, I was more envious of them because the only time I would get to play is if I went over to, you know, Andy's place or whatever. But I, I can't think of any time in my life, even when I, graciously adopted the PlayStation into my gaming world of love that I was like, oh, well, it's PlayStation. And then when Xbox came around, it was like, ugh. Now, I will admit, I was standoffish about Microsoft at first. I was a bit hesitant to the Xbox. I don't know why. I think it was kind of a pride thing that I was like, what what the fuck is Microsoft doing? Just well, stay over there in the... Stay over there in the PC world. Nintendo and Sony got this covered. We don't need you. And then they came over, and I embraced them, and it was okay. Yeah, anytime you have a new player in the game, you're going to be hesitant. So I think that with even today, I I guess the console war still exists. But to me, it's it's just silly. It's just silly to me. Now, uh... I'll go ahead and throw this this bone out there so so this is understood. If if we haven't talked about this, either you or me or me and Adam in another podcast, uh I do not I, I love all gaming. I'm gonna assume that Chris is this way too, because he's had consoles just like me. If I ever were to just have PC, it would be a fault on my part. I think that'd be a very dickish thing to do to just cut Nintendo and Sony out of my life. I would never do that. And even when I only had a Nintendo console or a Sony console or a Microsoft console, I was never against PC. You know, I was never that I didn't want one or didn't put them on a lower. Pl- I just like all the gaming. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, games I, I'm, are I'm games. not a yeah, I'm not a dumbass. I understand that you can gear a and mod and just build a super stupid fucking monster tower of a PC that can just bleed the graphics into your fucking eye capacitors. I get that. Eye capacitors. I think I just made that shit up. <laughs> the fuck is an eye? I think I was going for eyes having the capacity to see. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I'm kind of kind of buzzing on now and later's right now. Anyway, there's never been a time in my life where I said, "Okay, PC is is going to be underneath a console. I get that as that is that will always be a losing race, even with consoles getting as powerful as they are. Uh, I know where PCs stand as far as power. I know where PCs stand as far as graphics and performance and modability and etc. etc. But I don't love PC gaming so much that I just want to shun the other three. You know? Nintendo will... Go ahead. I have a question for you. And this really mostly applies to uh, live-action television Mm -hmm. and movies. Mm -hmm. But have you ever watched a TV and thought the graphics were too good on it? Have I ever watched a TV... And thought the graphics were too good. Like, looked at a TV, like an actual television, and thought the graphics were too good? Yeah, like, uh, the example that comes to mind is I was at somebody's house, and they had one of those high-def, super HD TVs. 
and Criminal Minds was on. And I was like, this looks too realistic. Gotcha. I know where you're going with that, and I haven't experienced that yet. I have not, in, in neither in my house nor at a friend's house, I, I have not got the actual 4K, or hell, even 8Ks are coming out now, apparently. I haven't had that experience yet. But I can see where that's going, and I, I, could, I see your point. The closest that I've ever come to this, uh, years ago, years ago, like a decade or more ago, I was at a Best Buy in, fuck, I forget where this, this, this was. Anyway, I was at a Best Buy. Who the fuck cares where it is? And this was around the time that the PlayStation 2 was out. So yeah, it was probably more than a decade ago. <laughs> anyway. They had this set up. This is, this is around the time where progressive, progressive scan was a big thing. It was also the time where, uh, plasma, it was plasma and LCD. LED wasn't a thing yet that, that right. I remember anyway. Could be wrong. Who cares? Shoot me. I don't care. But they had this set up and it was, it was specifically trying to show people the difference between like three separate things at one time. It's the craziest setup I've ever seen. I don't know if they did this in-house or if Best Buy itself was doing like a promotion and they and they just had this actual thing set up. But there were like like twelve TVs all in this big kind of circular style formation, and there were there were no there was there were Blu-ray players. There was DVD players. Blue, okay, so there was like six things it was comparing. It was just crazy of all the shit. They were comparing so many things at one time. It was comparing DVDs to Blu-rays, DVDs to Blu-rays to PlayStation 2s, because the PS3 hadn't come out yet, so the Blu-ray for that thing wasn't a big deal yet. I hope I'm getting this right. I don't... Blu-ray... The PS3 played Blu-rays, but it was not the initiator of Blu-rays. I think I've got that right. Anyway, at a minimum, it was Blu-ray. I mean, it, it, it was uh, it was DVD and Blu-ray. It was DVD, Blu-ray with and without progression scan. I hope I hope one of our audiences is, is a Best Buy person from like <laughs> you know a retired person or like they remember this shit. And it was hooked up to. It was like. Here's a DVD player hooked up to a. Just imagine if if I if I can try to if I can try to break this down for you. Imagine a plasma and LCD or yeah LCD TV hooked up to a DVD player standard. Another DVD player hooked up to LCD and blue and a uh, plasma with progression scan, and then a PlayStation Two hooked up to a plasma and LCD. And then a blue, and then a PS2 hooked up to another couple TVs with progression scan on. They were trying to show one that the PS2 could handle like superb graphics when it came to DVDs. Right. And they were trying to show that the, that the progression scan of the PlayStation 2 could match like a Blu-ray quality, I guess. And that was shared across two different TVs, so you could see the difference between plasma and LCD. This big fucking thing. And I remember seeing the PlayStation 2 with progressives, with progressive scan on a plasma, because the plasma had darker colors. It did black colors better, yeah. darker colors better. 
and they were playing the second Pirates of the Caribbean, which is my favorite one. And I remember looking at the regular DVD compared to that progression scan, and I was close to what you were thinking of, close to what you were talking about. I was like, this is kind of looking a little too real. Yeah. It's kind of looking a little less movie and more real. Now, again, this is well over a decade, probably over 15 years ago. We've got 4K and 8K shit now with super quadro high-definition video. Who knows? I don't. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, my and my experience with that TV I'm talking about was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's not even talking about the newest stuff. Yeah. The shit's just doubling and increasing and getting better and better and bigger over time. Yeah. I do wonder that if we do get to a point to where it looks super actual live, is it going to be a difference? But I, I, I can't make that call yet. I have to. I would have to see it. I have to see it in the actual display. I, I don't typically make trips to Best Buy and Walmart and look at look at TVs. I do pass the TVs all the time in Walmart when we're shopping. And I have this running joke with my wife that like we're going to buy another TV. So we'll have four in the house. She's like, what are we going to do with four of these big fucking 50-inch TVs? I'm like, you just, you just put three in the living room. You already got two. And I just put three. And I can have one just running salty bet 24-7. <laughs> uh, but I, at some point, whenever I do stroll into a Best Buy the next time, maybe I'll take a trip back to the TV section and see what this 4K and 8K shit looks like and see if it's really a... Uh, what it's all cracked up to be. I know being a slight video, more audio file that I I like it. I'm all for it. Anything that's going to make the graphics better, that's going to make the picture look better and prettier and stand out and pop, I'm all for it. Just not ready to drop several thousand dollars for it yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't back in the day whenever... You know, 50, 60 inch plasmas were out. And look, the plasmas are a thing of the past now. Now it's LED and et cetera, et cetera. So it'll, it'll, it'll get big. It'll blow up. And eventually, like everything else, the prices will come down. It'll be, it'll be typical. It'll be standard, you know. It's already not too bad. Yeah. By that time, who knows what it'll be. But I'm also under the impression that if you're going to have this stuff, I mean, if you're going to have a 4K monitor, or a 4K TV or whatever the fuck you're doing 4K with, you gotta have something that can push out 4K. Exactly. So if that come, if that comes to a PC, you gotta have a, uh, a GPU that's gonna be able to pump out good 4K as well as a CPU that can handle that, etc. I guess the Xbox One X is standard 4K. I don't know yeah. about the Xbox One. I think I there's. Have, I have one. I should know. There's limited yeah. capability or something. Yeah. I think it's uh, upscaled. Yeah. Not native. I think that the, the big picture that, that I'm trying to paint for myself and like my household, the way that we handle things, is that we love it. We will get it down the road sometime, but we are not bleeding edge tech folk, <laughs> you know? Where, where I'm not, I'm not spending an, an extra $1,300, even though I want to, on a new GPU just to buy another $3,000 monitor or TV yeah. to have 4K. Talk to me again in five years, that may have all changed. 
But right now, for even for me, 4K is still a new thing. I think 4K has been a deal for at least a couple years now. Yeah. But I'll get to it, and hopefully the games will be great, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm just one of those people that um, I usually cannot tell the difference between, like, 30 FPS and 60 FPS. The really? only time I notice is when it causes, like, visible stat, uh, stutter. You know, but that's more usually more frame drops or frame lag than actual yeah. a difference in the end result. I have a hmm. hard time telling a difference. Huh. I've watched a few. I've, I, a lot of uh, Total Biscuit was one of the subscribers I used to main back in the day. Yeah. S- sounds such a weird thing to say. He used, <laughs> to, he used to main a YouTube subscriber. I have trimmed a lot of my subscriptions off for different reasons, but... Uh, anyway, he was very, he's very known, well known for doing a lot of comparisons. And even if he, it wasn't him, I would just go search for YouTube videos where they were actual comparisons of 30 and 60. You know, HD, you know, 1080 versus 4K, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, I, depending on the game, I usually could always tell a difference between them. But, Again, man, it's it's fucking games. If the game itself is not stuttering, stuts is not stuttering, and the 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 frame drop isn't so bad that it's affecting my gameplay, I don't care what the fucking game looks like. Exactly. Katamari is a great example. It is a great example of something like that because it's it's a middle generation considering right now. This is these games are fifteen plus eighteen years old. And the first Katamari has its visual age. If you compare Katamari 1 to, say, beautiful Katamari, the graphics are just, they're, they're, they're so different. There's, the, the beautiful Katamari is so smooth and so clean and has a slightly different visual style. But even with Katamari 1 being as old as it is, I'd still go play that game in a fucking heartbeat. And that's a, that's a PlayStation 2 game. We can go back further. I'll go back and play Chrono Trigger. I'll go back and play Mega Man X. I like I, it doesn't have to be. It is nice when it's there, but I don't I don't go buy the new PlayStation 4 game because it has the best graphics. Yeah. I, I try to play games that are fun. The graphics are a, a benefit. Like Witcher 3. Witcher 3 has gorgeous fucking graphics. It the the scenery the the landscapes, the weather effects, the way that the, the girl looks, the monster designs, all that. And I have, I mean, I've got a decent PC build. I've got one that gets by, you know, but that game looks great to me. But I didn't play it because the game looked beautiful. It just happened to be a great game that was beautiful, you know. Yeah. And I think... It's actually a benefit for the older games that they were based on sprites because those aged so well. I agree as well. It's when you I get agree. into the models, you know, the old Tomb Raider and stuff like that, that, uh, yeah. You're speaking my language. I was actually thinking about this a couple times during this week for whatever reason, is that I, I love the graphics jump. Uh, I think we've talked about this in an older episode, actually, mm-hmm. is that you you could always tell the generation gaps. You know, when you went from Nintendo to Super Nintendo, if you compared, like, 
even even if you went late late early generation and an early late generation, if you looked at Super Mario Brothers three, you look at the models in that game and then post it right next to Super Mario World, you can see the difference. You can tell the designs, the graphical upgrades, the color palette got expanded, etc., etc. You can do the same thing if you go from Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World to Yoshi's Island, and then go to Mario 64. There is a huge graphical difference. But even that, even all that taken in a box and pushed to the side, I love sprites for what they are, and I love sprites when they upgraded over time. I think 32-bit sprites were the pinnacle for me. And I know... I don't know what happened after that. I'm sure that the PS4 had, I mean, look at the PS, the PS2 had, uh, oh, like Odin Sphere, sprite based, very beautiful, beautiful artwork. It fits so well, and so many games fit so well in that. And it seems, I didn't do a ton of research to back all this up. This was just me thinking game shit in my head. But when I think of games like Mario, like Metroid, like Odin Sphere, any games that really rely on sprite based to make their, to make their graphic style pop, when I look at games today, you can put a slew of other games in, uh, alongside of it. And they all, they're not the same, but they feel the same. You've got, look at, say, Horizon Zero Dawn focuses on on pretty much a real person. Yeah. The new God of War focuses on a real person. Tomb Raider, Laura, looks like and is a real person. Uh the Battle ba- Battlefield 1 was that those those were real people. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 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 like the, there are so many games that the, the games are pushing and pushing and pushing to have as much it's not, it's not that it's realism. That's not my, my issue. Is they're all coming out focusing on actual real people, which is fine. There's a market for that. And I'm not saying that those games are bad, but when I look to the left at, you know, fantasy style games where they're not just actual real people, they're, they're cartoonized versions or they're, they just have a different visual appeal. They have a different concept design. I like those games too, and those games don't need to go away. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not, I'm not getting that, that. It's just I, when I see like triple A budget games, when I see Mass Effect, when I see Tomb Raider, you know, when I, Assassin's Creed, when I see these games, I go person, 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 person. Yes, they fight monsters, and yes, they fight other beings, and yes, they fight powered-up people. I get that. Not saying that the fantasy is not there. But games used to have, like, crazy characters, you know? There was Banjo-Kazooie. There was fucking Donkey Kong. You know, there was Samus in a fucking space suit. Yeah, she was a real person, but you didn't even see her. You saw her in her suit. Yeah, Mario was kind of a real character <laughs> but a very cartoony stylized yeah. character uh, Mega Man is humanoid but he has a very distinct non-human style he doesn't have fucking blue jeans and a shirt and carry a bow and arrow you know he's got armor on 
the list goes on for these for these things. You know, you've got Ratchet and Clank, who's a fucking Lombax. You've got Katamari, and the prince is whatever the fuck the prince is. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So I don't I don't even, this is kind of why I didn't want to talk about this in this episode, and I just want to keep it in my thoughts because I don't really have an end goal to this. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that every game coming out, be it triple A, double A, fucking C grade, whatever game, they're all trying to be more realism. They're all trying to be real. They're all trying to be, you know, John Doe or Jane Doe fighting the big bad guy. But a lot of them are. A lot of them are. When you look at conferences, you see these games where here is John Doe and he is a detective. Or here is this android who looks just like a fucking human and acts just like a fucking human is doing human things here is kratos who is a badass but he is a human person you know i hope i hope gaming doesn't as a whole stay that way it's one of the reasons why i like nintendo so much it's one of the it's one of the many 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 reasons why nintendo is always on a high pedestal with me because they have fantasy style characters. They have otherworldly creatures, and they keep it that way. You know, Mario, notwithstanding, you got Star Fox, who's just—I mean, Star Fox just looks humanoid. He has—he's bipedal. You got Kirby. You know, again, you got Samus, who is a walking suit of armor, pretty much. So, that's my random, my random realism gaming. Yeah, I was trying to actually think about the last game I played where it wasn't humans, and the only one that comes to mind recently was a game I played called Midboss, where you're Mm -hmm. actually playing the bad guys in a dungeon. So you start your main character as an imp. Um, That's the only one I can think of recently. This this is a challenge for you, me, and all of our audience. The next the next E three that we have coming up, or the next the next whatever gaming convention, I'm I'm sure somebody knows the schedule off by heart, and they can tell you when it's coming out. But just watch the next big gaming announcement. Watch the next thing where Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they all come together and say, "Here are our games coming out." Just make a tick mark. Does this character revolve around a realistic, you know, fucking walking humanoid bipedal person? You know, if it, is it like an Assassin's Creed? Is it like a God of War? Or is it, you know, a Katamari? Is it a, a, a different character? Is it a Lombax, you know? Now, I would you, it, would you classify Mass Effect as focusing around human or being Enough of it, non-human. It, it goes off the rail enough, but again, your main character, Shepard, is a, a male or a female human being. Right. If, if you were predominantly a Krogan or if you were predominantly the Solarian, maybe that'd be a little bit better. Maybe I just have this, this fucking thing against walking bipedal main antagonists. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, but I just see so many games that revolve around that. And that, that's, I don't know. It's, it sounds like I'm being a fucking fuddy-duddy and I'm just trying to be picky. And I, I'm, I'm sure I could go back to Nintendo games and find so many. I'll, you know what? I'll do it for you. Belmont walks around with a fucking whip. He is bipedal. He's human. Mario walks around. He's bipedal. He's human. 
uh, low G man was bipedal and human. A bionic commando was revolving around a bi- ninja Gaiden. I, I I get it. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but it's it just feels like a lot of the super not of this world alternate fantasy stuff is not what the focus is. I'm just going to shut up because I think I'm just being a dad. I just think I'm being an <laughs> asshole. I hope somebody out there gets what I'm saying. But it's not that I hate games where they're going. It's just I see so many times where I'm like, what's this new IP coming? You know, is this going to be a walking fucking mech simulator? Nope, it's it's this guy and he's a cop. And he's, he can, he's, he's got fucking superpowers and you get to play as this cop. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I think... I think I, you know, to a certain extent, I understand what you're saying because if you look at certain games, um, and different genres are obviously more guilty of this than others, but they start to do that blending together. You know, we talked about it last time. You know, you take the best parts of certain games and you can't really do that necessarily if you're not changing the formula. So you have. Tomb Raider, you have uh, Nathan Drake, uh, what do you call it? Uncharted. You have um, even Assassin's Creed to a certain extent shares stuff. Uh, all these games that have a similar type of formula as far as world capability, so to speak. Okay, mm-hmm. you can climb things. You, you know, you run around with your human person shooting guns or Whatever the case may be, you can't, you know, do that if you're doing something new or right. doing a non-human, uh, I'm sure has a whole lot more work to it, you know, animating and all that. You yeah. can't just hop on the core engine and build your world around it. It's like if I play like a, an example of a game that I, that I got back into a little bit recently was Freedom Planet. It's a, it's, I'm not trying to get my week yet, but it's just an example. The main character that is, is a bipedal, and what, anamorph, and, what is, what is it? Anthropomorphic. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) But if, and, and that was sprite based as well. So that's another plus, another dynamic to, let's say, Assassin's Creed Origins, where I'm playing a bipedal human person that's walking around in a, let's get as close as we can get it to a realistic world setting. Yeah. Because the setting in Freedom Planet is not realistic. It's, it's artsy. It's, it's fantasy style. So I see so many games that are going more toward the Assassin's Creed world. I see more Assassin's Creeds than I do Freedom Planets. I see more Assassin's Creeds than I see Snake Way, I guess, is another random game, you know? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, now that we took it, we've taken like seven lefts, four rights, did 20 U-turns, and coming back to the home station, pulling the brakes on this and getting back to your week. So Assassin's Creed, 99%. Anything else on Assassin's Creed that you want to speak on? No, I don't think so. And unless the next God is released this week, or is available this week, however you want to put it, I probably won't talk about it next week. I'll have, probably won't touch it. And the whole audience said, thank 
fucking God. <laughs> no, no, don't. I'm just kidding. And I wouldn't hope they say that because, again, like, like we said before, it's, it's, it's more, it's especially for me. I take my time on games sometimes. And it's sometimes it'll be a combination of, it could be either I'm taking my time, as in I'm, like with Valkyra Chronicles, I'm playing like a mission a day at best, addition, a mission every other day. Or it could be Breath of the Wild, where I'm playing eight, nine, ten hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop, because it's the only thing I want to play, you know? Again, we don't have the money or the time or the luxury to play a new game every five hours. It just, we don't have that yet. I don't know if we ever will. And that's not the reason why I play games anyway. So if Chris wants to talk about Assassin's Creed Origins for five weeks, suck it up, bitches. That's what he's doing. (laughs) Final question, Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. How much did you pay for this game? How much did you, Chris, pay for this game? Hundred bucks, a hundred dollars. You are ninety nine percent. You are on the tip end of of. I'm about to be done with this game. Do you feel you got your money's worth? I don't think I can answer that until a DLC comes out because I pay for DLC with my hundred dollars. Ah, okay, okay. Well, then, so you're but 99%. so far, yes. Okay, so if you're 99% right now was the base game price, and the base game price was 60, 65 bucks, do you feel you got your money's worth? Absolutely. There? Cool. Assassin's Creed Orange is a piece of shit. Moving on with life, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else in your week? So the rest of it was coding, which I didn't plan to spend as much time as I did on as I uh, actually did, but I was but it's going... It's a black hole of time, isn't it? It is, because it's like, I didn't even... I don't think touch on any new features, but what I did do was I expanded my list of enemies to where I now have 172 enemies available in the game with stats, because I had their names out, where I'd made a running list, you know, I just kept going on, oh, hey, this would be a good idea for an enemy, which I'm still expanding on uh, occasionally, but I actually applied stats to them. I actually wrote a completely different program to generate stats for the enemies for me. So I can put in the level I want, what type of enemy they are, whether they're, you know, a tank enemy, a flying enemy, etc. And it'll generate stats for me so I could, instead of manually going through and picking random numbers for each enemy, there's actually a method to the madness behind their stats. And I also went through and expanded my armor sets because I had some placeholder armor for the first ten levels. And then there was nothing new after that. I went through and my, I don't remember how many, because right now I have 900 items in the game. And I believe 700 of them are equipment. Something like that. So they're all, with all stats. So I don't have them all available, but yeah. And by the way, uh, we should have done this beforehand. If this is your first time to the entire End of Time podcast, you probably have no fucking idea what chris is talking about chris give the audience your quick 60 second elevator pitch for what this is you're talking about so what i've created i call it chris rpg because i didn't have anything else to call it and i'm not creative but so this is a bot for my twitch channel that you can actually put in commands and play an rpg style game where you have a character you progress 
you kill enemies, you earn money and items, and you buy equipment, so you can kill more enemies and progress. You know, typical RPG-style progression as far as character stats go. You get attribute points. You can up certain stats with... Um, and I have a list of about 50 more features to add, but I'm slowly, slowly getting through them. Name one early enemy that somebody would fight in this game. Uh, currently, my tough enemy is the one-legged orc. All right. When, when can your character have sex with that one-legged orc? Never. Well, I think you think your work... You you gave me some work, man. <laughs> yeah, it, even though I call it an RPG, it currently doesn't have any story aspects to it. It's right. the combat. It's, it's, a, it's a time and, passer. Yeah, and it's exactly what it's for. It's for Twitch chat. You know, someone hops in my channel. I'm hoping they're there to watch me stream, but if they just want to play the game, I don't care. That's fine, too. But right. it's, you know, you watch a stream and you go, oh, my timer's up so I can go fight another enemy or do a multi-enemy fight and then... I'll watch the stream some more while I wait on my cooldown. Um, right. And as you level, you get stronger and all that. So you have some sense of accomplishment as you go through it. And it, I'm trying to make balance that, well, I want people to need take the time to be in my chat for longer to accomplish things, but I also want to make it to where you progress. So level right. progression isn't necessarily terrible. Um, when I generated the stats for the enemies using my program, it got a lot harder, so I might mm -hmm. actually be buffing experience um, soon to help right. balance out the tougher enemies I made. Because before it was like, oh, I'll fight enemies, you know, three levels higher than me. I may not always win, but sure, now I'm like, I hope I can beat this enemy that's one level higher than me. Yep. And the good news is for any for the first person in his Twitch channel to beat the final boss of his RPG will win an Xbox One X, courtesy of Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. It's nice of you. <laughs> Again, the furious typing. Shut the fuck up. I don't it, fucking have an Xbox. <laughs> you know what? If someone spends enough time to get to level 100 in my chat, they've probably earned it at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because it's not a it's not a slow process, but like I'm level 16 now, which is all legit. Even though you know I'm developing the game, I keep my character legit. I'll actually revert it back after testing if I have to add stuff. Otherwise, I'll wait my five minutes for my fight timer to test something else. You know, but I'm level 16, and that's after two weeks or three weeks of play. So it's not a fast process, and it's just going to mm -hmm. get slower because the way I did the experience formula is it's 500 times your level for, of the, is the experience required. Mm -hmm. So the first, say, 10 levels is actually pretty fast, but it slows down quite a bit. Gotcha. Um, and it'll get better once I add in the gathering stuff. I've actually started working on that, so you'll be able to mine, uh, log, uh, harvest or forage, and I've actually been tossing around the idea of fishing lately, but that's not actually on my list yet. It might right. be. Right. It's whatever strikes my fancy. Do you, if, if if that's all you got for your week, I have a question. Okay. If you're about to finish Assassin's Creed and be done with it, 
do you what do you have any plans for what you're going to play next or do you want to keep that a secret or do you not know or what's up um i need to check the recent releases and see if there's anything else big i missed i don't think there was i was thinking about hopping on valkyria chronicles because i actually own it it's already installed i just haven't played it um Mm -hmm. i'll probably hop on there at least check it out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then it'll probably be going through my Steam library and Xbox library to see what I have in my games that I haven't touched yet or haven't completed. Um, I did start a Final Fantasy VIII playthrough mm-hmm. about a month ago now, God maybe three weeks, mm-hmm. um, since I never beat it. And I might go back to that, but it'll depend on what kind of mood I'm in, if I want to play an RPG or something else. Yeah, yeah. That's... it's. That's so hard when people recommend shit to me, and I'm like, yeah, I know that's a good game. It's in my backlog. I'm just not in the mood for an RPG right now. Or, you know, I'm not in the mood for an open world game right now. Like, when I, when I came off of, I have two examples of that just this year. When I came off of Breath of the Wild, uh, I had a friend that was offering to let me borrow Horizon Zero Dawn, which, from my understanding, is a big open world game. I didn't want it. I said, man, I just came off a 350-plus-hour open-world game. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I am so... I, I, it, it, it's not that it has a bad taste in my mouth. It's that I am, I am super saturated on open-world right now, and I don't know when I'm going to get off that. Not saying that there's not better. Not saying that there's not... I mean, Grand Theft Auto V was an open-world game. Great game. I'm sure if I was in a mood, I could go back into that and play it and have fun. I'm just not fucking ready for an open world right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and another example, completely different uh, 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 genre, I had played through the uh, Outlast 1 and 2. Those are very sneaky, stealth, survival horror games. Uh, I think about a week or two after I finished Outlast 2, I went through my Steam library and I saw Dishonored on there. I remember a good friend of mine, Corey, talking about it and a couple other good friends of mine telling me Dishonored was great. I played that game for about six hours and dropped that shit like hot acid. <laughs> I, said, I said, I've already done this sneaking crazy shit. I have had my nerves shot. I have had my... I That is a thriller survival sneaking type of game dishonor did not hold a candle to what i just went through not even fucking close so i i I just like valkyria well no actually not i didn't really get the appeal of dishonored it wasn't clicking for me valkyria chronicles was clicking for me i just wasn't in the mood for it now that i went back to it i like it I'm, i'm enjoying it dishonored uh i don't know man I think I'd have to have somebody explain to me why that game is so good because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't getting me there. Uh, I kind of felt the same way I felt about that as I did like Bioshock Infinite. Like I, everybody around me said it was great. I tried it. I just didn't get it. Not saying it was horrible. This wasn't for me. So saying this, I want to throw a blanket statement out there and hopefully I'm going to try to plug this in every single episode at some point. Guys and gals, this is open book, okay? If you have a game or several games that you think Chris and I need to play in our life, if you think these are must-play, I don't give a fuck what the generation is. I don't give a fuck what the platform is. You don't have to worry about trying to remember in episode 12 if we talked about this or not, if we've played it or not. 
ramble off a list. Get on your email, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, just list off games. List off some of your, these are must plays. These are games that just I, I would highly recommend. They're five out of fives. They're, or four, whatever. If you think that we need to play them, you think they're worth playing, let us know. We, we're always looking for suggestions of what to play. I know, especially in my old age, even with my backlog, I'm still looking for suggestions. Because for me, it's less that I have games, it's less that I don't have games to play and more I don't know which one. <laughs> and I get steered more by friends telling me, hey man, Witcher 3 is really good. I know it's, it's been out for a while and you ain't played that, you need to get on that. So, that's just an example. But if you have suggestions of games you think we should play, for any generation, for any console, for any platform, give us a list. Let us know. If you want to go above and beyond, tell us why. Give us your little, your little quick fucking paragraph mini review. Chris, this is why you need to play this. I heard on this podcast episode you like this game. If you like this game, you love this game. We love to hear that. Love to hear feedback. <sighs> All right. So, are you good? You good with your week, Chris? I don't want to cut you off. Yep. Anything? You good? Nope. No movies, huh? I guess you didn't go right, see well, Justice League either, huh? So, the movies, all my movies I watched were researched for our topic, so we can get into those later. Oh, good lord. Oh, no, my co-host beat me out because I didn't watch a fucking thing. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I did. I did. But I've watched Mario and Street Fighter recently, like in the past three or four years. Yeah. And I I, I, I I'm saving it for the topic. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> but no, I did not. I will wholeheartedly admit I did not. Of the uh, what is there like thirty something video game movies? I just the main a, ones, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch a single fucking one of them. So. My week. Here we go. Uh, first off, I'm still playing Valkyrie Chronicles. I am in the second mission of Chapter Ten, I believe. Still, still having fun. Still enjoying it. And again, still taking my time. I play, I usually watch all the cutscenes, and then, like I said last time, I save right before the mission, and then maybe the next day I'll go play a mission. Very slow, having a good time, no complaints yet, nothing I, I had my one mission, I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, not only Adam, but anybody I heard talk about this game, they said that you're gonna be, you're gonna be steamrolling through this game, and you're gonna to come to a mission, and it's, it, this this same shit happened in Final Fantasy Tactics too. I I can't remember which which battle it was for Tactics, but you come to a fight in Tactics where the game goes, "Fuck you, take me seriously, <laughs> like take me dead serious." You need to have almost every fucking move you have calculated. Yeah. If you don't, you're not gonna progress. I think and it was it was like in the first third of the game or so yeah i think that's where you're you end up fighting with one character or something like that is that the one you're talking about uh maybe i think they call more and this is sad i just played this game about probably sometime mid last year but uh i i just i remember that being a thing in that game and they say the same thing about Valkyria chronos you're gonna get to a mission where it's gonna go the brakes are gonna be fucking pulled full stop and I did have to play this mission probably a good three or four times. Admittedly, I figured out what had to be done on the first mission. I got it. I, I, the second mission, I 
it was a now I need to do what they're telling me to do kind of thing. The third one, I just fucked up and just made bad decisions. And then the fourth one, I beat it. But it was up until that point, I had not lost a single one. Not a single one. Uh, but that one came along and was like, oh, oh, okay, well, that's not working. Let me try this. Oh, that's really not working. Let me try this. Okay, that wasn't even close to the right. What the fuck? So, <laughs> and I hear that's not the first one. I hear later, there are later more end game type battles that have, you know, that difficulty level. I haven't had that problem since. I've not, it's not so much that you're going to steamroll through this game. It's in a different genre. But the same mindset, if you take the time to read what the fuck the game presents to you, kind of like in Dark Souls, if you fucking do what the game tells you to do and take the information it presents to you, you'll be fine. Like, there are, there are, this is one example. This is one example of something that you, they give to you, but you, if you don't exploit it, and then exploit the next thing and the next thing. If you just don't take all the easy things they're giving to you and you just go, fuck it, I'm going to shotgun blast through these missions, uh, you're going to have a worse time. You're going to have a harder time. But an example is they will have characters that will be friends with each other. So you'll have a, you'll have one of your characters is a, is a shock trooper who is basically a guy with a fucking machine gun. He is the grunt soldier and he will be the friend of a scout. Uh, now they have two slightly different styles of playthrough, but if you have those two characters on the same mission together in your squad, they perform better. They, they, their perks will come up more often. Their attributes will shine better. If you take a mission and you just take one guy, his friend's not there, yeah, they'll do their job, but you'll have more benefits if you have the, his buddy there with him. And, the more you read, you can daisy chain these friends. Like this shock trooper is a friend with this shock trooper, who is a friend with this scout, who is a friend with this sniper, who is a friend with this, etc., etc. You basically bring a whole fucking team of friends. And that's just one aspect of this game. That's one aspect of building your set piece to go into a mission and have it function better. The other is just knowing what the mission is. There are a lot of times where I, I, there are a couple missions that I've had to do more than once. I will give you that. I think I, I think I said that I haven't died more than once. I have on a couple of them, but it's they give you the information on what you have to do for the mission. But I didn't fully grasp what that meant. That was including making the right party for that mission style until I actually got into the mission. So. I would make a loadout for what I would assume was going on. You 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 pick your squad members before the mission starts. It's like playing tactics right. and pick you're picking the people you want to go do the battle. So I would pick what I assumed was a fairly good setup of, you know, that these 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 people will work well and then you get into the mission and they say, "Well, that's good, but your mission objective is to do this." Right. And actually these group of people are going to better facilitate doing this mission. They're, they're going to do this thing right. It's not always there's 20 enemies on the field, flank them, hide behind rocks, shoot them, and then kill everybody. There's escort missions. There's, uh, you, you can't, there's sneaking missions. There's all kind of missions. So, in any event, having fun with it, every, every mission, I'm, 
the story is still good, serviceable. I have, I've got, I'm intrigued about some things. I've got some questions. Uh, it's not a 10 out of 10 story. It's, it's not fucking Mass Effect, but the story is good. <laughs> it's, it's, it fits. And the gameplay is, is right there with you. It's, it's good when you get into them. It's, I, I like it. Having a good time. Uh, I can't wait to give like my final score on this game. When I when I finish it, but like I said, I, I think there are a total of eighteen chapters in this game. If I'm making a rough guess, I believe there are eighteen chapters in this game. I don't. I think there's some DLC. I don't know. I, I have to look that up. There's eighteen chapters. Every chapter, at a minimum, from what I've seen and my memory serves me correctly, there's at least two fights per per chapter. So nine, eight—that's thirty-six different battles. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot of gameplay, and in every chapter, there's got to be somewhere in the neighborhood of ten to twelve story cutscenes. So you get your fill. You definitely get your fill. Uh, so that's my progress on that game. I'm still. Oh man. So I told you about that game called a uh, robot named Fight. Yeah. Uh, this is the, uh, for anybody else that didn't hear, this is the, it's, it's on Steam, it's where I found it. It's, a, it's Metroidvania style gameplay with a robot shooting aliens. You come to a door, you can't go through the door, you gotta find the right power up, etc., etc. The same, same Metroidvania style gameplay that if you know what it is, that's what it is. The catch is, it is a rogue-like setting. So every time that you die completely, and have to restart the entire game, all the layout changes. Where the bosses are, that changes. The physical layout of the levels change. Where the power are, where the power-ups are, and what power-ups you can get in what order change, etc., etc. I like this game. I've, I've seen it put a good time. This is my go-to, this is my, one of my in-between games. When I drop Valkyria Chronicles, I'll, I'll start up Robot Named Fight and play it. It's not, it's not a 10 out of 10 game, but I'm having fun with it. It's, it's enough to where I haven't stopped playing the fucking game yet. And I haven't stopped playing the game yet because I haven't, I haven't beat it. Technically, I haven't beat this game yet. Technically. I, yes. I have died. Say, again, uh, like, for, for those that weren't here for the last episode, they have a save system in this game, so to speak. At any time, you can save and exit the game, but that's if you want to save and stop playing the game. It's not a save state. It's not a save point. It's, I'm done for the day, but I want to keep where I am, and I'll come back and play the next day, or whatever. They do have save rooms, Kind of like men, like Super Metroid, but the save room only gives you basically one continue. That's all it does. And from what I've been seeing, there's only two save rooms in the entire playthrough. There's at at any given playthrough, there's roughly seven or eight bosses, six or seven, somewhere between six and eight bosses you'll fight, not including the main actual in-game boss. I have. I've died and had to reset this game I don't know how many times. Probably in probably my 30s or 40s by now. Can't tell you how many times I've gotten at least one save point or gotten both of them. I can't tell you how many times I've beaten two bosses and had to start over. Beaten seven bosses, had to start over. Beaten four bosses, had to start over. 
whatever. There's just myriad complexities of me starting this game over. Sometime around Tuesday last week, had a good fucking setup. Had a real good setup. I had... I didn't grind. You can grind, I guess. You can find... You can their One of their currencies is spare parts. It's just little bitty icons. And you can find little vendors randomly throughout this game. And you can buy extra power-ups for it. In addition to the power-ups you get. I didn't grind for anything. I just kept going around this these fucking levels so much I had enough where I bought almost every single item and I was maxed to the gill okay actually let me pause so I tell this story straight <laughs> a couple days before this I made it all the way to the end boss accidentally I stepped in this room and oh there was the fucking end game boss I'm assuming it was pretty fucking big this is the end game boss and I got my shit kicked in I had, I was, I shot this thing like 20 times for it to lose one pip of health. And there were like 50 pips of health. So I was like, oh, I need to power up before I ever come back here to this guy. Uh, you can, I, you can also buy maps from those characters. That'll, it'll, there's maps that will show you where power ups are. And there are maps where you show, where, sh that'll show you where bosses are. So I try my best to buy the boss maps as soon as I can, that way I know where the, the, the last boss is to where I stay the fuck away from him. <laughs> so, went to the, seen the last boss, seen what was up with him, got killed. I mean, I think I did maybe a, a 30th of damage to this guy. Didn't do shit. So last, around last Tuesday, I had, I had, I was doing great. I had power ups that had like, quintupled my damage output, quintupled my, my shot speed. I had a little option character behind me that was shooting out additional bullets. My actual firepower had increased to a missile power and a fire explosion power. Uh, I can't, I can't remember that. My special ability was like a super fucking laser that would, that would kill shit really, really, really quickly. I was a beast. I was ready. I scoured all the levels. I bought everything I possibly could. I found every, what I'm pretty sure was every. My health had tripled at least. My energy for my weapons had tripled. I was like, let's go do this shit. Here we go. Got to the last boss. Did much better this time. Much better this time. Got his mechanics down. I got what he was doing. It took me a bit to figure out where the weak points actually were, but once I figured out you actually had to find weak points and only shoot the weak points, I was doing better. And my health was getting low and was getting low and was getting low. Like, again, this character has, I mean, I exaggerate. He may have had, like, 30 or 40 pips of health, but either way, it's its a lot when you have, like, 15. Yeah. Uh, and you have, it's, it's slightly bullet hell, plus the other enemies he's throwing at you, plus him, and if you, it's just so much damage. And I was doing good. I was, I, I was fucking nuking this fucking guy. Fucking pounding him. My health kept dropping because I kept getting hit, and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking do it, I'm gonna go, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, and his health's getting low, and my health's getting low, and we're getting there, and then I shoot him, and he, he dies, and a fucking enemy touches me, and I die. <laughs> and it, and it kept it. 
it kept it just like that. It was like I had no more saves. I had used up both of my saves, so I couldn't come back oh, with man. all that power up, with all that work, all that effort. We fucking double KO'd each other. I had to start the game over, and it didn't save it. So That's the worst. I have now been on a fucking blood-red rampage <laughs> going back through this game willy-nilly at some points, but I will beat this game. It's not incredibly difficult. It's It really isn't. Uh, there, Because of the RNG nature of it, there are times where you're going to get into a room that has too many weird enemies that are just throwing too many bullets and jumping or flying around too much, and you're going to feel overwhelmed. But they're not all like that. Uh, that's like a that's like a one fiftieth of a chance you're gonna you're mainly gonna run through these levels and you're gonna pew pew things and you're gonna move on to the next room and you're gonna you're mainly gonna figure out where shit is. The backtracking, exploring, finding items. I love that. I've always loved that. I'm a fan of it. So it's right up my alley. The fact that almost every pretty much every time you play this game is a new experience. I will say because I've ran through this game probably like 30, 40 times by now, you will start to understand a, I guess you would call it a pattern. Like, you're usually only going to get one of these five power-ups first. You're usually going to fight one of these four bosses first before you ever fight these other ones for whatever reasons. But even so, it's a mix-up. You know, if you play Super Metroid right now, even with it being great, and you beat that game, when you start over, you're going to be playing the same layout every time. You're going to know where the spider ball is. You're going to know know where the where the boost jump is. You're going to know where the speed dash is, etc., etc. This game, not only do you not know where they're going to be, you don't really know which one you're going to get first. So Yeah. I mean, I'm getting, I think I got this thing on sale for like five bucks. Uh, and again, I found it because two best friends played it on one of their Let's Plays, and I, I, I mean, again, you say Metroidvania style, I'm already slightly interested, but the RNG aspect made me more interested. It came up on sale one day, I picked it up, and yes, I have gotten my money out of this. Definitely recommend it. Uh, I have a couple new YouTube channel subs that I've been interested in. One I've had for a while is uh, the D-Pad, and I got interested in them because they have what's called the Super Me- the Mega Let's Play, where they have outdone me as a Mega Man fan and have quite literally played every single Mega Man in existence in a Let's Play fashion. It's not only that. Number number one, they played every Mega Man, so that's they're in my books. Number two, it's two people or more, and they have a good dynamic, and I like that. And number three, at the start of every game, the the, the Mega Let's Play is just one thing that they do. They also have the Legendary Let's Play where they're going through every Legend of Zelda. They have the Dream, I think it's a Dreamland Let's Play or Kirby's Let. It's basically the Kirby Let's Play. Yeah. One of the things that I like that they do is the first episode, let's say, for example, they're playing Mega Man 3. Their Mega Man 3 Let's Play is, let's say, it's like 10 episodes long. At the beginning of the first episode of Mega Man 3, they spend a good five minutes or so giving like a history of the game. Very well, very well edited, well researched as far, I mean, I haven't 
seen or heard any glaring corrections. I'm sure, you know, YouTube commenters have, but mm-hmm. it's nice. You know, like their Sonic, they got a Sonic Let's Play. They had, they played almost every Sonic in existence. And it's like, here's some things, you know, you know, Sonic 2 was released in 19, whatever, whatever, whatever. And this is the directing team that was involved in it. This is, this is why this one went better than the first Sonic and et cetera. And just, I like that. Very interesting. The, I think they have a podcast as well, but I don't think I've I don't think I've listened to it yet. But good channel, I'm enjoying it. Enjoy it. Uh, also, Super Mega, very small video count from what I'm used to, but they did a Katamari Let's Play and a We Love Katamari Let's Play, and I'm like, oh, you're in my book. And their podcast is fairly entertaining, so I've started listening to that as well. That's a new podcast that I've got in my book. Uh, a couple new channels that I'm interested in. I say this because over time I have trimmed a lot of YouTube subscriptions off. Uh, not so much as unsubscribe from them, but more that I don't watch them as much as I used to. Like Two Best Friends, every episode that comes out of whatever they do, I'm, I've watched it. I'm watching it or I've got it saved for later. Uh, Game Grumps is one of those channels that I trimmed off recently. I I don't hate them. I, I've never loved them as much as I did back in the day with John and Aaron. But I don't know. I just I just I can't really explain it. They're just not my thing right now anymore. And, uh, I don't know why I'm trying to make this part of my podcast thing. Like, here's my YouTube life, guys. But it's a significant part of my gaming life. Again, as I as I mentioned before, if I'm playing, I have two screens in my living room, and if I'm playing games on one screen, I'm watching a YouTube video or listening to a podcast on the other. So, uh, Super Mega, good channel. The D Pad, another great channel. Support those guys. They don't have enough. They have nowhere near enough subscribers for the shit that they put out. Uh, before. I guess I'll talk about this. We're not going to roll the topic yet. I've got some gaming news stuff I want to talk about. But I did go see the Justice League, and I'm assuming you have not. Nope. Uh, I gave it the the uh, Game Pro guy rating of four out of four out of five solid. I had a good time with it. I enjoyed it. Uh, me and my wife both went and seen it together. We both we both laughed. We both had a bunch of cool moments. We enjoyed it. Definitely better than Batman versus Superman. Definitely <laughs> better than Suicide Squad, but he, that's not that that's not saying a lot. I I once took a shit in my commode that was better than Suicide Squad, but good movie. Ouch. Definitely worth a watch. They they I don't know. Go see it if you're if you're in this DC universe and you're in these comics. Go check it out. You'll enjoy it. Uh, let me see. Is there anything, Chris, in that's happened in the past week or two, video game news-wise, that you want to talk about before we roll into the topic? Um, you know, I haven't actually been checking, you know, news-related stuff lately. I don't think there is. Anything? Give me your... Give me your quick take on the Xbox One X. Are you going to buy one? Are you not going to buy one? Are you interested? Do you not give a fuck? What's up with the Xbox One X and you? 
So I'm interested, but like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to get a PS4 Pro, PS4 Pro first, and I also need to get a Switch still. So I don't know that I'll get one. The only thing I think might make me buy one is if one of my Xbox Ones dies. I mean, that's one reason, I mean, I, let's see, I bought two Xbox 360s because my first one died. Yeah, I've had that um, same problem. I've had a few Xbox 360s in my life. But I I have a hard time justifying buying another of the game of the generation. I mean, yeah. the Xbox One X is a, you know, 0.5. It's not a next gen. Yeah. So I don't I don't think I will. It all comes down to exclusives for me these days. I mean, it's all it's ever going to be cuz the first thing that, when I see Assassin's Creed Origins coming out for the Xbox One, the first thing I'm going to do if I'm interested in that game is I'm going to go to Steam and find out when the Steam release is. If it isn't, well, then that would be one game. It would. It, it all depends on the game. It dep- I, I'll tell you right now. If they said Katamari Damacy was coming back and it's coming back only for the PlayStation 4 Pro, I will be buying a Pro at some fucking point. But that's because that game and that franchise has such a hold on me. It's 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 such a good thing for yeah, me. That as I would far do as it. I know, there are no exclusives for the Pro or X. Exactly. That is not a next gen. Everything's backwards compatible. It only unlocks better graphics and better now, processing. Now I know that God of War is, of course, is going to be a PlayStation Four Pro exclusive. I... So. I, I, I don't see God of War coming to the Xbox. Definitely don't see it coming to Steam unless it's already on there now and I'm a oh, but, wrong person. But it, it won't be a Pro exclusive. It'll be a PS4 exclusive. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm more blanketing exclusives across any console. Any time in the future when a new console comes out, it, it it's all for me, it's all going to be about what exclusives are and how bad I want them. Like... Breath of the Wild came out. I didn't get a Switch. I didn't have the money, but I I did go buy a fucking Wii U. <laughs> so, uh, I think ever since the PlayStation Two, it's always been that way in my life. There has to be a surmounting, there has to be a large amount, a decent amount of exclusives that I can't get anywhere else. That not only exclusive, but games that I want to play. To me, go okay. I can't not buy this console anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really want to switch now. I mean, Mario oh, yeah, plus Rabbids. Oh, that yeah. that was you know the first thing I was like, okay, I want to play that game. And then uh, then Odyssey came out. And I'm like, all right, why don't I have one yet? You know. Yep. It's... And now there, I have already done my time with Breath of the Wild, so I don't think I would get Breath of the Wild for the Switch now. But Odyssey apparently is a huge fucking game, apparently as huge as as Breath of the Wild. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay, yeah. it's a Mario game. Is that worth it enough? Yeah, I'd say so. But there's also Metroid Prime 4 coming at some point, which, oh. <laughs> so it, there's going to come a point for me where enough games are going to be released on the Switch where I have to have it. Even with Mario Odyssey for me, right now, it's a, I want it, it's not a must-have. I want a new fucking, 
I want a new computer before I before I want something else. Um, so, uh, some quick news bits that, uh, and again, we don't typically actually have like a news section on this podcast, but usually this would probably be in like the banter section, the beginning of the podcast. These are just some things that I have seen and heard recently that, oh shit, oh shit, I've got to fucking talk about. Chris, have you ever played Injustice or Injustice 2? I haven't played them. I've seen parts of them. Cool. That's fine. Uh, I challenge you to watch the Injustice and the Injustice 2. Definitely the Injustice 2 movie if you're not interested in playing the game. Uh, it's got a good movie. It's a good video game movie to watch. But I just heard some DLC content coming for Injustice 2 that made me do a backflip. I actually slammed my head into my concrete floor. So it was very bad, but I didn't care because I was still happy. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming to Injustice 2. Now, <laughs> it's not just the Ninja Turtles. It is the old school 90s movie Ninja Turtles. Ninja okay. Turtles. Oh, yeah. They are designed with that. I mean, they show fucking Raphael in the fucking trench coat in the hat. That's his, that's his walk on screen moment. And I was like, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So just like I said, with a, it, ha, it there is a thing or a surmount or a, a large amount of things that makes him want to get a, co- makes him want to get a console. I will be buying Injustice 2 at some point. My wife will never know. I just sneak it in. She'll be like, What's this fucking game? I'll be like, I got it. <laughs> Hopefully, when she sees me playing as a fucking Ninja Turtle, she'll understand. But, oh yeah, I, out of principle, I will have this. Somebody or a group of people at this company decided not only are we going to put the Ninja Turtles, which have nothing, nothing to do with the Injustice story or even the comics, except for, I believe, Batman did a crossover with the Turtles back in the day. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. But when you look at Injustice 2, you don't, the, the turtles don't come to your mind. I mean, it, it, this doesn't belong here. Somebody pushed the button to say, we want turtles. Somebody else pushed the button and said, well, which turtles do we want? Well, these are not the fucking shitty-ass Michael Bay turtles. These are not the whatever-the-fuck Nickelodeon cartoon turtles there are now. These are my turtles. So I know it's only speaking to me. It's speaking to us old school people. And, oh, we always got to cater to the old guys. But fuck you. These are the Turtles that I love. The Ninja Turtles 1 movie is is my favorite Turtles movie of all time. It is up in my top 25 movies of all time. I love that movie. And I love that style of Turtles. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, I will get my ass kicked at that game. I'm pretty sure I would take it online and be very, very, very low ranked. I don't care. The turtles are there, and at a minimum, I will buy this game to support this decision, even if it's me just throwing the game on the shelf and never playing it. <laughs> I, 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 that's, I will support this decision. Thank you. I appreciate it. Another odd one, and I'll explain why I'm even talking about this one. Another odd fucking ball character coming into another game that doesn't belong chris if i was to if i was to tell you a fighting game and say let's say if i was to tell you that street fighter 4 is getting 
Samus from Metroid. You'd think that was kind of weird, huh? I mean, you sure. could kind you yeah. could kind of make a bridge to that, I guess, because at some point the Street Fighter series was on a Nintendo console. Yeah. So yeah, Nintendo and Capcom have worked together. With, I mean, they've got Mega Man in Smash Brothers now, so it's not like it's new. It's right. old news coming back up. But, exactly. That's that's yeah. kind of why. Well, sure, but it's kind of you know already being done sort of it's just a different franchise yeah. so you come to me and tell me that street fighter 5 is getting a new character and it's samus from nintendo it's from metro prime it'd be like cool as shit but you're still thinking how so tekken 7 which already has some awesome fucking dlc characters coming in the form of akuma from capcom mm-hmm. from street fighter in the form of Geese Howard from SNK, okay. is now getting your best friend, Chris, Noctis from Final Fantasy XV. We know you love Final Fantasy XV, Chris. <laughs> Noctis from Final Fantasy XV of Square Enix fame. Huh. What the utter fuck? <laughs> That's... Now, there's so many leaps here that I cannot make. If Noctis was coming into Soul Calibur, I could get that. Noctis has a sword. He zips all over the screen and makes his fucking blue fucking fart haze behind him. I could understand that. But in Tekken, there are many weapon people in Tekken that I know of. Uh, Yoshimitsu being one. But what? Now, I'm not mad, don't, I, no, just roll your brakes. I can, I can feel the comments right now. <laughs> oh, what the fuck's your problem? You know what? I haven't played Final Fantasy 15, so I can give or take Noctis as a whole. I haven't seen the Final Fantasy 15 anime. I can give or take Noctis as a whole. I have seen the Final Fantasy 15 Kingsglaive movie, and I did like that, but that did not focus on Noctis, so... Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Very good. Very entertaining. I also uh, have the, uh... that 2D... uh... what do you call it? The left-to-right like Streets of Rage type play. Mm-hmm. Like Double Dragon. I can't remember what they called the game. But I haven't mm-hmm. played that yet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't played it. I know jack shit about Final Fantasy fifteen, except for the the big bad boss of it is Adamant Toys, and it takes you know, a long time to fight. <laughs> anyway, that's not even my problem with it. My if if I had a problem, it's again, why the fuck Noctis from Final Fantasy? That is a completely left field. I mean, you there are there is a monk class in Final Fantasy fifteen that would be a good brawler. You could do that. There's, uh, hell, the, you were just talking about Final Fantasy 15. It was, Zell is a brawler type character, isn't he? So there's that. Hell, you put fucking Waka in. Waka throws, I don't put Waka in there. <laughs> the point is, it's just, Waka, Waka. you can tell, kind of like back in the day whenever lightning started popping up and everything, it's like yeah. you guys are really pushing a brand. You're not pushing the Final Fantasy thing, you're pushing a brand of a character. I get it. I think, in my theory for this, and similar to the 13, is that it didn't do as well as they wanted it to, and they invested so much money into it that they're scrambling, trying to find something to broaden their player base. 
Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, 13 didn't have a good reception either, and they pushed that everywhere. Yep. Um, as far as I know, 12, it had a good reception, and you didn't see it anywhere else, I don't think. Nope. The... The reason why I do like this announcement, the reason why Noctis being in Tekken 7 is a cool thing to me, and why I know it's not going to happen, I know it's me being a stupid fucking fighting game fanboy <laughs> that's not a fanboy, that's not a Tekken, I mean a, a tournament follower, why I hope for something that I know isn't coming, but this just shows that it can, is that again, you have Tekken which is Banco Namco. Ban Holy shit. Tekken, which is Namco Bandai. I don't know why I got dyslexic all of a sudden. <laughs> That's one company. Then you have and and again, I also know assholes that this is not the first time this has happened. I know that Capcom and SNK have worked together. I know I get that. But you've got Namco Bandai on one. You've got Capcom as well. So there's another company offering the license. You have SNK, which is another company offering a license. And now you have Square Enix. Not really known for fighting games. I guess Dissidia, yes, but okay, I get it. We, all we need now, we need to, we need the Killer Instinct characters to come in. We need the Mortal Kombat characters to come in. <laughs> you know, we, we need a claim to let that license go. Whoever the fuck has Mortal Kombat now. Mm-hmm. And we just need to have that collab that everybody wants. We need that 120 character game that just has, it's just called fucking everybody fights. That would be <laughs> ridiculous. The, the f- f- fucking everybody the fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what is the, what is the name for the fighting game where all the characters um. are there? At least five characters, five to ten characters from every fighting game that you know and love. Good luck deciding who to play. Good luck deciding who to play. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Stamp it. Put it on the press. Good deal. So that's why I, on one hand, like, okay, Noctis, what the fuck ever. But on the other hand, okay, cool. More companies shaking hands and saying, hey, we can work together. I like that. There's this a is, lot more of that than there used to be, which is good. Yes. Yes, and this this was pointed out to me by my loving wife, is that apparently Noctis has been getting... I bring this up because, again, Lightning did this back in the day, too. I take that back. Lightning herself didn't do this because she's a fucking video game character. (laughs) Square did this to Lightning. But Lightning started popping up in a lot of things. And she... See, I think she went outside of the market, though. She wasn't just in video games. She started popping up in magazines and fucking clothing ads. She was a model for a Japanese company. She... Was it her? Somebody... It was was a digital... Yeah. She did a... It was it. I don't think it was Playboy. It wasn't Playboy. But didn't she do like a for him magazine? Model oh, I don't know anything about that. Bikini. She did. I don't know. She was out there. She got fucking tossed to the wolves. Noctis. I don't know how far his branding is going. I'm sure in Japan it probably is. I didn't do research yeah. on that end, but I do know that he is also in Dissidia uh, Final Fantasy NT, which. I mean, that's no surprise to me and you. I mean, he's in Dissidia. So is every Final Fantasy character. I mean, it's, that's, that's what those games are designed for. Right. Uh, and he's also, Chris, 
in Assassin's Creed Origins. Did you know that? Um, I know you probably didn't care, but now you know. From what I've from what I've seen, now it sounds familiar. Yeah, from what I've seen, there was a a collaborative event between whatever the company is that did Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft. Square Enix. Which one? Which one did it? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah. Wow. The fuck did I fuck that up? Don't know. Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm a dumbass. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, so, on one day, you could do this quest or do this thing, get these Moogle whatevers in Final Fantasy 15 that will unlock the Assassin's Creed uniform for Noctis in Final Fantasy 15. The very next day... Something from Asa- something from Final Fantasy Fifteen got unlocked in Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't know if it was a quest line, or w- I'm pretty sure Noctis was playable in fifth in in Origins. He was in like Origins attire as well. So I don't know if this is a one time event, kind of like uh, events happen in Final Fantasy Eleven or Final Fantasy F- uh, Fifteen or Warcraft. I don't know if it's something that came and went, or if it's permanent. I'm pretty sure if you unlocked a costume in 15, you got it, period. But uh, I don't know if the Assassin's Creed origin side was just an event. But that's that's him being out there. Uh, okay, again, I need to I, reinstall 15 if I uninstalled and go do this, because it's still going. Yeah. So there's that. And again, it's... I mean, I could kind of, sort of, even with my minimal Assassin's Creed knowledge, I mean... The character in Assassin's Creed does kind of sneak around. He does get... Imagine if you wanted to climb a tower, and instead of having to climb the tower, you just threw your sword up about five flights, and it just (laughs) teleported to your sword. I get it. I get how the collab works. Um, For whatever reason they did it, cool. It's just... It's weird, but I dig it. Uh, Anytime companies can get along and shake hands, I'm cool with that. Two more things from my uh, from my news things that I saw, and we're about to roll into the last bit of stuff before we go into the topic. I'm so fucking ready for this topic. <laughs> I am. I'm chomping at the bit, but I got to get through this. While we, I I saw one of these on my own beforehand, but there are two movie previews that I saw while at the showing of Justice League. Two more video game movies that are going to get added to this list. Okay. There, Chris, there's a Rampage movie coming out. Do you remember As Rampage? In the big monsters destroying stuff. Yes. Doesn't that just doesn't it just make you you're so happy right now? You can hear it. It's got the Rock. Yes. <laughs> Again, I now no, something that I like about this is that The Rock apparently pushed for this because this was one of his favorite arcade games as a, as a kid <laughs> or something like that. Like he remembers being at these uh, pool halls where he's not supposed to be but playing this game. So it's got The Rock in it. The Rock is going to have his charm. You put The Rock in damn near anything and it's going to boost your star up at least yeah. one point just by having The Rock in it. But still, the fucking nerdy asshole me is going, of all the fucking, (laughs) 
of all the video game movies out there, you can come to me and tell me I have made a Pac-Man movie and I will punch you in the face. Of all the fucking video game movies out there, you picked, uh, I don't know, Rampage. Ramp, that, the fuck is the story of Rampage? Mutants destroy buildings, eat people, eat shit, move on to another level. It looked cool. I mean, yeah. look, I'll give it that. I guess, Chris, check the trailer out and, you know, sometime. Yeah, that's my homework. Yeah, there you go. There was also, I had heard about this, but I completely forgot about it. There is a Tomb Raider movie coming out. Yes. Now, full disclosure, I have played Tomb Raider 1 about 70%. I played Tomb Raider 2 all the way. I have not played a single Tomb Raider after that, except for the new Tomb Raider that came out uh, a year or so ago. Yeah. Uh, it actually came free with my GTX 970 card. I have it installed. I think I've put a couple hours into it. And it was one of those games where I'm going to get back to it. I will get back to it. Uh, but I don't have vested lore interest in Tomb Raider. I wouldn't even say that. I'm in, I'm interested. The the games were good, but I can't speak about it to the length of like Final Fantasy. So I can watch the Tomb Raider movie and not. Ex- I don't really know if it's gonna follow a storyline, and I won't really be able to judge whether it follows Tomb Raider correctly. Period. You know, you can watch a movie and go, okay. Silent Hill did not strictly follow a Silent Hill script, but it felt Silent Hill, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe this one would be like that. From what I saw from the trailer, this looks like the Laura that I enjoy. I really enjoy the new Laura. The new Laura that's, I'm an adventurer, and I go out and I get fucking dirty, and I carry pickaxes, and I shoot fucking bow and arrow, and I actually go raid, you know? I don't just carry fucking submachine guns and do Matrix flips <laughs> yeah. in here, you know? Uh, I mean, if I've, I've actually seen some gameplay footage of that Tomb Raider game where, like, if you fuck up, it'll give you set piece after set piece after set piece after set piece. And if you start fucking those set pieces up, she gets fucked up. Yeah. And it's really it puts you in a different mind frame if you're a guy that hasn't really seen a woman get beat the fuck up you know uh, i mean i played gears of war where you get shut up and banged up and he's all fucking limping your screen's all bloody and you're like he's ugh, ugh. but to see like a, a a woman have that done to her it's it's like oh you guys went there you actually had the balls to go hey there is a strong woman who can go do these things. And yeah, she gets banged up, but she keeps fucking moving. This is her thing. This is, she, she fucking raids tombs. Yeah. So taking that aspect from the game that I have seen and translating it to this movie, it seems like they're getting it. They're getting the right idea. So we'll see. I, of the two, holy shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I would definitely give Tomb Raider a chance. If the Rock fucking raised an eyebrow at me, I'd say, you know what, Rock? I'd, you know what? I'll go see your movie, man. <laughs> I would go see that movie just for Rock's sake. I would not go see it because it's a fucking rampage. Movie. Yeah, and looking at the release dates, they're a month apart. Yeah. So March and April. 
I mean, I, knowing me and knowing our budget and the way that my wife and I go see movies, we're probably not going to go see either one of these two in theaters. But when they come out, I, I, in general, I am more excited for the Tomb Raider movie coming out than I could probably ever be for a Rampage movie. The Rock well, was yeah. standing. The Rock notwithstanding. You know? So, all right, Chris, we're about to... Are, 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 you, are you good there, pal? You need a break? You need, need a little sippy sip of water? No, I'm good. A little bite of a Snickers, nothing, we're all good. <laughs> all right, so before we actually roll into the topic, I made a promise to you last week. I think I made a promise, either that or I said I was going to do it, and I did it. Uh, and this is not just for Chris. This is this is for the audience as well. Uh, I made a list of movies. I cherry-picked about 20 movies. The idea was to oh, go God. back about... The idea was to go back. You don't have to write these down. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to send it to you, and I'll post. I will post this as well on the Facebook page. This is a list of cherry picked twenty movies. I say twenty, quote unquote, that I feel are movies you need to check out. Now, if you've already seen them, we're just going to move on. Uh, I mean, I may blurb about them for a second, but I'm going to try to sell these movies to you. Um. The idea, what I tried to do was do 20 movies in the past five years, and that just, it didn't work because when I started going about five, six, seven, eight years back, I was like, oh, here's some other ones. Oh, these are must-sees. So, there, I could totally make a honorable mention list of about 50 more, <laughs> but just just for a number, I just picked 20, and they're they're kind of in... A yearly order. I didn't try to put them in an order, but it is. Oh, what you're it gonna is. be so disappointed in me. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. This is not podcast homework for you. This is personal growth work for you. This is you need to see this <laughs> shit. So here we go. Number one. All of the Marvel Cinematic films. <laughs> this is oh. all number one. This is not. I think there are seventeen movies now. Jesus. I don't know. You need to get on that shit. Yeah, I've probably uh, seen maybe a third of them. You need to you need to go find the list. You I you can watch them in chronolo- they actually have a chronological order like if we actually put the movies in order of the way they take place in the yeah. MCU storyline, you can do that, but and even with the lower tier ones like okay, I'm saying all the MCU films period put the put the period at the end of the sentence full stop. Watch them all. You are going to find some that, in my opinion, are not going to be that good. You're going to watch Thor and be like, Thor was okay. You're going to watch Thor 2 and go, uh, okay. You're going to watch Thor, Thor 3 and have your fucking balls fly off your off your body. They're awesome. You're going to watch Captain America 1 and go, hey, you know what? That's serviceable. That's a pretty good Captain America. That's a good old Captain America story. You're going to watch The Winter Soldier, and you're going to be like, holy shit, that was good. Holy fuck, that was good. So you're going to have ones that are okay. The point I'm getting at is, and the same thing for Iron Man 2 and 3, you're not you're going to be, oh, whatever. <laughs> but you need to watch them all. They're all good. They're, you have, you have some five out of fives in that, in that, in that series. You have some two out of fives. But just to have your own personal experience, even if you think they're bad, 
you should watch them all. They're all they're all worth it. They all have something to get out of them. Uh, number two, these are both very recent, and uh, the Wonder Woman movie and the Justice League movie. Let me let me pause real quick. This is not going to be an entire video game movie. I mean, a comic book movie list. There are a lot of them in here, but they're not all that. It just so happens that this was the next one. I put Wonder Woman and Justice League because this is the official start of I don't know what you have and haven't seen yet. So have you seen okay. the new Wonder Woman? No. Okay. So it's kind of cheating me putting Justice League, but I mean, not really because I did say I just saw the movie. Uh, I recommend either one. I definitely recommend Wonder Woman because the DC Extended Universe movies, which apparently is what it's actually called, like there's the Marvel Cinematic Universe and there's the DC Extended Universe, not DCU. Anyway, most of the DC movies up to this point of Wonder Woman are kind of eh. Uh, I liked Man of Steel pretty much. I've watched it a few times, but it's it's all right. I didn't care for Batman vs Superman mainly because they utterly fucking gutted the Doomsday storyline. But I like Justice League, and uh-huh. I do like Wonder Woman. Uh, I told some friends of mine this that the Wonder I was going to go see Wonder Woman, and if Wonder Woman was good. Then, and only then, I would go give Justice League a chance. <laughs> but if Wonder Woman was just going to be another DC movie that just I just didn't fucking care for and was blasé and DC just... I got the idea that DC could not get their shit together. I'm, I'm giving up. I'm done with these guys. We went and saw Wonder Woman. Very good. A four, another four out of five movie for me. Enjoyed it. Had a good time. Good story. Good action. Loved it, loved the character. Awesome. So either one of those two. I recommend Wonder Woman more only because it's out it's easier to access for you right now. You don't have to go see it in the theaters. You can go, you know, via DVD or however you get movies. Next on the list, uh and I'm when I give you these titles, just let me know if you've seen it or not, okay? Yeah. Uh the next movie on my list, Get Out. No. Nah. Okay. I'm gonna give a very good. I only I heard this recently. I think I think I could. I think I quote it from somebody who quoted it from Super Mega. The quote was: "The best horror movies are actually thriller movies in disguise." That that's Get Out. The reason why that's Get Out is because for whatever reason, Get Out was. It was marketed as a horror movie. Chris, name me some horror movies you can think of. Uh, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, okay. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Saw to a degree, yeah, maybe, because eh, it's gory. Not I don't really, really consider that horror, no. Not really um, horror, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the, the ghost on, uh... No, eh. I don't know. The, the well, old school are, those, type horror. Yeah. Those are two good ones. When you tell me horror, Friday the 13th, Halloween, yeah, Nightmare yeah, on yeah. Elm Street, those are horror movies. Get Out was touted as a horror movie. It is not a horror movie. It is not close to a horror movie. It is a thriller 
movie. The premise of this movie, have you have you heard about Get Out? Don't think so. All right. The premise of this movie is it's it, it, it it's a very hot buttons topic, so to speak. It's an interracial couple. And the movie starts out with they are going to see it was a uh, it was a the the Oh, I have seen yes. the so preview for it was a black whatever. guy and a white girl and they're going yeah. to the white girl's family. And the movie literally starts out with have you have you told your parents? And she's like, told them what? Have you told them I'm black? No, I didn't think I had to. And you, it immediately lays out the feel of this movie. Yeah. Is that here is a black man going into a situation where he's going to be, he's going to be out of his norm. He's going to be slightly uncomfortable. It's probably going to be awkward and weird at times, but he's, he's a fucking good guy. He's going to roll through it. Uh, second point about this movie. This was directed by one of the cute, one of the Peel brothers. Uh, I think it would, uh, Jordan Peele, maybe? I hope it's him. Either way, when you think Key and Peele, you think comedy. That's what they're known for. This motherfucker as a director, it just blows my mind. This movie, Chris, I can't, I can't tell you enough good things about this movie. It is a thriller movie. You're gonna get about halfway through this movie and go, Okay, I get what's going on here. I see what we're really getting at. You know, she's white, he's black. The parents are old school white people. Okay. And the movie's going to throw a fucking wrench at your face. And you're going to go, oh, (laughs) shit. What the fuck is... And then they're going to throw a fucking building at your face. And you're going, oh, what the fuck? It's so good. It's not just the story that's good. The cinematography of this movie is great. The sound direction is great. The way that they drive the story, the little nuances in the characters, just I could go on and on. This movie hit me. This is one of the movies, just like a couple of other ones in this list, that I had heard about. Would I had brushed it off, like maybe I'll get to it someday. I don't know. It may may not be my thing. I don't know. And then I watched it, and it blew my fucking mind. So Get Out, very good movie. Highly recommend it. I think I already know the answer to the next one. Number four is Stephen King's It, the new one from 2017. No. You have not seen it. Okay. Have you seen the old It, the miniseries from like the 90s? No. Have you read Stephen King's It? No. Here's the good thing about that, Chris. Doesn't matter any of that. As a standalone movie with you having no background reference for the 2007 or the It story at all, as a movie, Stephen King's It is awesome. It's very good. And it's, it's actually, I said that wrong. It's not Stephen King's It. It's just It. Yeah. Uh, same things that I could say about Get Out, I can say about It. Just the what the cinematography, the characters, the story, everything about that movie was great. I was thoroughly entertained, had a good time, definitely worth a watch. Uh, and yeah, again, you don't have to have, you don't have to know the source material. Uh, number five. I told you there weren't all gonna be comic book movies, but there's a couple of them in here. Number five is Logan. That is not pretty much at the top of my to watch list. It's pretty much at the top? Good. Keep it there. Yeah. And get on it. That movie, very good. I'm gonna tell you my stance on X-Men ship. Just Shotgun this real quick. X-Men 1. 
This is the first one that I saw back in the day. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I watched it several times, so I must have enjoyed it to some degree. <laughs> it was good. I mean, it's X-Men in yeah. movie form, and they did, I mean, again, back in the, what, 2000s? I was like, hell yeah, okay, cool. X-Men 2, all right, pretty good. X-Men 3, hot garbage. <laughs> uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, vomit material. Uh, the Wolverine is kind of garbage. Didn't, yeah, bad garbage. No, didn't like it. Logan, fucking nine out of ten movie. Like, not only a Logan, or I mean, a Wolverine movie, a awesome fucking yeah. movie. They did the, the one thing that you should have done from the get go with that franchise is they fucking removed more they they put Wolverine into a R-rated situation. Now that's not saying that that's the only thing that made the movie good. It's what made Wolverine what he was supposed to be. He has fucking claws as part that's the nice mutant pack. That's part of fucking him. He guts things for a living. Yeah. That's what he does in this movie. When it gets down to the fucking gritty, he doesn't fucking hold back. He's old, he's tired of bullshit, he's... Can't say enough. I'm glad that you have that on your list. Yeah, I... enjoy it. I, reading about, you know, the feedback around it, and there's a comic series uh, based around an old Logan, and he was, like you're describing in the movie... Tired of all this shit, you know, he'd been at it for a while and he was just didn't care anymore. And the new movie made people that were fans of that comic happy because it showed, you know, an actual Wolverine as you'd really expect him to be. You'll definitely enjoy it, man. I'm glad I'm glad it's on your list. Yep. Uh next one, Deadpool. No. Man, you're right. I'm, man, I'm, whew, I'm getting kind of sad over here, Chris. <laughs> Deadpool, again. Now, I'll tell, tell you why Deadpool has a certain ringing to me. I don't know if you knew this, and I'm, I, I could be wrong. Maybe his taste changed over time, but Deadpool was Jughead's favorite comic character. Hmm. And that always stuck with me. It didn't make me go out and research him. I didn't go out and read all of his books because of that. I just remember that he was a cool character. And the thing that I remember him saying the most about him is that he had a fucking mouth. He is known as the merc with a mouth, the yeah. mercenary with a mouth. I didn't realize how true that was till this movie came out. <laughs> and I didn't realize how much I would love this character until this movie came out. This movie is fucking awesome. It has action. It has comedy. It has a good, understandable story. It has a decent, serviceable villain. It's th this movie. You will laugh. You'll laugh so many times in this movie. It's good. It's just an all-around entertaining comic book movie. It's the best way I can put it. Enjoyed it. Had a good time. Uh, number seven, Mad Max Fury Road. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I need to drink something real quick. Man. This is getting... <laughs> I don't think I've got a yes out of you yet. Uh, well, I've seen some of the uh, Marvel movies. 
Yeah, there's that. Mad Max Fury Road. Chris, have you seen Mad Max 1, 2, or 3? I think I watched. Doesn't fucking one of matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. You don't <laughs> have to know shit about the source material. This is a standalone movie. This. This is the way action movies are supposed to be done. This movie is fucking good. It grips you and grabs you at the very beginning, and when shit goes, it doesn't fucking stop. It's, it's, holy shit, we're doing 60, and we're doing, we're doing five for about two minutes. We're doing 60 again. It goes and goes. I'm making speed references in a Mad Max Free Road movie, but, uh, it's a good, it's a good fucking action movie. It is, it's, Love it. Moving away from action a little bit, number eight, Ex Machina. Have you seen this one? No. All right. Have you heard about Ex Machina? I believe so. Ex Machina is about a person who has created an android that has a superior AI. And the idea is he's doing a touring test for one of his employees. He brings an intern or an employee or whatever to his place, his, I want to say building, but it's more like his estate over 2,000 acres of land. It's like he wants the person to come here and just check it out. Just see if you can tell if this is an AI or not. See if you can tell this is a robot or not. And the, the, that, that shit right there picks up probably about 10 minutes into the movie. I mean, it starts very quick. Uh, very good. There's plot twists in it. There's intrigue in it. There's, uh, uh, it's just good. It is a robotic slash AI film. Very well acted. Very good storyline. Enjoy it. I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing a lot when I say I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed all these. That's why they're on this list, mm-hmm. but. Sometimes a lot of these movies have like storylines and it's hard for me to go into them and it's, or it's hard for me to want to go into a plot point and just give you a quick little reason why, but. Yeah, I don't think I've even heard of this one. I just very pulled it good. up. Uh, I initially backed off of it because I thought it was kind of one of those indie kind of artsy fartsy films. Totally yeah. not an indie film and totally not artsy fartsy. It's very well produced, very well. It's, it's good. I enjoyed it. Moving off from uh, genres again, number nine, The Grand Budapest Hotel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, look, I'm going to tell you why you need to watch this movie. You see how you just laughed at me? When I heard this movie title, I laughed about it. What the fuck is The Grand Budapest Hotel? Why the fuck would I care about this movie? This movie, not only is it good, it is fucking hilarious this is a movie that has it's 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 like when you go to a restaurant and you get a specific item on a menu that item has its own flavor its own style its own taste its own presentation and it's it's good that's what the grand budapest hotel is the the narrative the storytelling the story itself the characters the humor this thing will jab you out of left field with a fucking holy shit gut laugh moment. 
out of nowhere. Uh, the story itself is about a, a hotel owner, manager, and he gets a young uh, bellhop slash apprentice underneath him. And it's just the stories that they go through while working at this hotel. Now, again, as an overview, I can totally respect and understand if you were to flip through titles in like a book form. If you were just like, just, mm, all right, all right, moving on. Nope, okay, nope, not interested. And you come across the Grand Budapest Hotel. Even by the cover and the name, you go, yeah, don't care, moving on. I get that. I did the same thing. And I had heard everybody and their fucking mother tell me about this movie just being a great movie. I tried it. Yes, they are right. Very good. To the point of, oh, and by the way, most of these movies, if you want a, you know, a second random non-movie guy opinion, my wife has seen most of these movies with me. Grand Budapest Hotel is one of the ones that we watched together, and she loved it. Had a damn good time with it. So if she's not a movie buff and she can put her two cents on it saying it's good, you should watch it. Uh, number 10, Whiplash. No. Have you heard of Whiplash? Um, it sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, no. Whiplash is a movie. I'm going to see if I can sell this to you without... Without you getting bored of the concept, <laughs> uh, let me think of another movie that you've that you've that you've heard of like this before. Have you heard of Drumline? I've heard of it. Yes. Now the part, the thing about Drumline is it is a movie about drummers in high school. That doesn't sound interesting to you. I I, I understand. It doesn't sound interesting to me either. This is a movie about a drummer, and you're like, well, what the fuck, dude. Do I care about a drummer? This is not like Drumline. <laughs> this is a movie about a. I want to say he's either. I'm pretty. He's in what do they? He's a Schaefer Conservatorium. I think it's a college, and he's in. I guess like the lower echelon of the band, so to speak. And there is the upper top tier band people. The it's the story revolves around that teacher, that professor, so to speak. And him, he, the, the, the teacher guy is a fucking hard ass. He's like, you know, you're performing for the, the top of the top, the best of the best. You're not going to fuck around when you're here. He's just, his attitude, his demeanor, the way that he just presents himself. And then you have, uh, Miles Teller, who is the young, slightly naive, but just starry eyed, wants to go places in life. Yeah. Their dynamic in this movie. The story between these two is so good. It is awesome. It has a lot of great moments in it. A lot, a lot of great acting. You got J.K. Simmons and, uh, uh, Miles Teller, two awesome actors in their own respects and put together in this movie. They are awesome. It is a, again, another one of those movies where you say, okay, it's a movie about a drummer. What do I care? Move on. Watch it because you'll understand. Taking another left turn into a different genre, number eleven, Hot Rod. Isn't, hot? isn't that the one that's actually? Hold on, and look this up real quick. Because <laughs> I hate. You hate uh, having a bad memory, just like me, huh? Yeah. 
No. All right. Hot Rod is a comedy. And the this is the way I've heard people explain Hot Rod. Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Okay. This is like if Napoleon Dynamite had characters that took themselves seriously and not <laughs> were just stupid fucking random retards. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is random comedy throughout this movie. It's it's about this fucking guy who's obviously in his mid to late 20s and he he acts like he's a fucking stuntman, but he's not good like at all. He's trying to make a movie, he's trying to do this scene and all this stuff and it's just the interaction between him and all the other characters. I saw this movie on a whim, on a deployment. I was like, I have nothing else to watch. Click, sure, why not? And was dying laughing throughout most of the entirety of that movie. Loved it. Had a good time. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, just as a different genre of movie, you will like this just because it's a comedy. You know, throw some different movies in there. Uh, number 12. This is, uh, this is, this is actually going off the beaten path of standard movies. This is a video, this is a anime movie adaptation. Have you seen the, have you ever watched the anime Rurani Kenshin? Yes. Okay. There is a trilogy out. It is a live action movie trilogy. It's, uh, they all have their own, uh, subtitles, but it's basically a Rurani Kenshin live action movie trilogy. They took the first season of Rurani Kenshin and respectfully, let me, let me, let me, Lay it out and I'll explain why it's good. They took season one and made season one into a movie. They took season two and split season two in half and made two movies, part one and part two. The reason why this is good, this on the anime side shows what it's like when you have a group of people in the movie industry who take the source material seriously. Did they get every single thing 100% correct? No. Did they have every single thing that was in the series in there? No, of course not. They took, what was, season one was what, 26 episodes long? And made it into an hour and a half, you know, hour 45 minute movie. There's going to be stuff that they left out. There's going to be stuff that they cut and edited down. I get that. But the characters, the character designs, the, the costumes that they wore, the makeup, uh, their quirks, their attitudes, their demeanor, they took this source material seriously. I watched all three of them in succession, and I love... Number one, I'll tell you right now, season two of Kenshin is my absolute favorite. I love that Shishiro arc. I love it to death. And they took his character seriously. They got it right. Did they get it perfect? No. Did they get everything perfect? No. Even spread across two movies, they, you could still see some... Some stuff they left off, some stuff they didn't get right, but good. I enjoyed it. And if you liked Kenshin, I suggest you watch it. it is, as was, far as a movie adaptation, it's one of the ones you will enjoy. Did they have a TV series for it as well? Uh, At some I point? think so. I, I'll, another full disclosure, I don't know what they do or don't have as far as movies or live adaptations. I know some. Like, I know that... What is the name of that movie? Was it? Death Note. Death Note has a... Uh, not only does it have a 
Japanese live action version. They also have a, I think they have a live action TV series. And of course we have the Netflix movie now, whatever. Yeah. I feel like I've seen something live action, but I don't think it was the actual movie. Yeah. Because I think I would have watched all three of them and I don't remember watching that much content. Right. So I feel like Um, I watched something else. Yeah. All I was getting at with saying all that was that like, I'm just not completely familiar with what movie or TV show adaptations of anime there are. Uh, I think there was an, there was a TV show, but I don't know. I do know that this one is a, this is a, you know, Japanese based. I watched it Japanese English subtitles. You can watch it you want to, but. I probably do the same thing. You'll enjoy it. I mean, you'll, you'll see what I mean the further you get into it, especially in movie two and three. I mean, they, the mm-hmm. special effects, like I said, their quirks, the way they act, the way they, their mannerisms, so to speak, the way that, the way that Kenshin poses sometimes. I mean, they looks just like it was in the anime. It's just really good. Just good, just good applause for the, for the, the effort that they took and the care they took to that. Uh, Pacific Rim. Chris, you seen Pacific Rim? No. God dang it, you are batting O for 13 now. Pacific Rim. Bruh, it's robots fighting monsters. I don't think I need to say much more. So one one question I do have for you is, I've heard it compared to Evangelion. What do you think? You, uh, no, no. Not really, because Not really. Evangelion had such a different tone than this movie. This movie is totally aliens are showing up, and we're throwing robots at them. I mean, I guess that's kind of what they don't <laughs> ton, tonally they're not the same. This is okay. more like a hell yeah, we got cool ass robots, go kick ass, bro. And Evangelion was what it was, you know. Yeah. If you liked Evangelion, if you liked the fact that fucking robots were kicking ass against monsters, you'll like this. I guess this is kind of a comparison I can make. But in general, if you're a human fucking being that lives in America, if you like robots fighting monsters, you'll like this movie. Uh-huh. Very good. I mean, just really good. Another genre skip. Looper. Have you seen Looper? Uh, no. Are you into time travel movies? Because that's what this is. Yeah, I, I know what movie you're talking about, which is why I yes. hesitate to try and remember if I watched it. You should. Um, I don't think I have. Very good. Very good movie. Um, I, it's a... It's about as close as you're going to get to a movie that wants to teach you about time travel and says, we're not teaching you about time travel. And there's actually a scene in the movie where they address that, and they address it very fucking well. It gives you a story. It gives you a plot. It gives you two, well, about three or four characters, actually. And again, the same thing about the other movie, the cinematography, the way it was written, the way the story folds out. It's just so good as a must watch you need to watch it chris have you seen dread no oh man so many reasons why dread is good have you seen the old school the the judge dread i'm pretty sure i have have you read the judge dread comics chris no i haven't have you again it it does not matter (laughs) this is a standalone movie 
The yeah. reason why this movie works so well for me is because this movie is contained. And what I mean is you don't have a hero, a protagonist that's trying to save the fucking world. He's in this one building trying to do this one fucking thing. He, he's, it's, it's centralized and, and handled very well. The action scenes are great. The pacing of the movie is great. It's, it's, it's good. It's a movie you would pass over because you're like, hey, it's a comic book movie and oh, this was already done before and uh, oh no, this is way, way, way better than the old Judge Dredd. Way That's better. what I heard. Fight me, bros and broettes. <laughs> Fight me on it. Chris, have you seen End of Watch? No, I don't think I even have heard of that one. Really quick blow, really quick, uh, blow by you premise on this one. Two cops. It's a story about two fucking policemen. And it's, it's, that's all I can tell you because, I mean, this movie, this movie, this movie will, it'll, it'll, it'll touch you. It'll put you in a spot by the end of this movie. I guarantee you. And if it doesn't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. I forget the other guy's name. Two, they're both great actors. Their scenes are awesome. This, it's just, it's a good fucking movie. It, it's a movie you may pass over because it's, it's, it's a movie about cops. Oh boy. Watch the fucking thing and tell me by the end of it how you feel. I, I think this is what, this is up the word. This is up there and you need, they're all need to watch, but I need to know what you came away feeling after this one. Okay. Uh, here is a Tom Cruise movie that actually had two different titles, but it's mainly known as Edge of Tomorrow. Chris, have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? No. Chris, have you ever seen an old movie called Groundhog Day? Pretty sure, yeah. Alright, if you haven't, if you're not, if, or anybody else that hasn't, the premise is very simple. You go through life, when you die, you wake up at a certain point every single time. So you go through life and you're like, you remember everything that happened. It's, it's the Groundhog's Day syndrome is what they call it. Not in the movie, of course. But that's the premise of this movie. The movie starts at this spot. He wakes up. He goes to do this thing. He goes through life. Oh, shit happens. Oh, fuck. He dies. He wakes back up at this point. Remembering everything that happened again and again and again. And it's how this guy gets out of the situation. How he gets through this. Awesome. Awesome fucking movie. I've watched that one several, several, several times. Uh, We only got a few left. <laughs> I won't put you through much more of this pain. I'm just looking to hear a yes, and I just don't know if I'm going to find one. I don't know. Number 18, Chris, have you seen the movie Warrior? I don't think so. All right. This is a movie about two UFC fighters. And again... Whether or not you're into UFC fighting doesn't matter. As a movie itself, it's good. But if you do like UFC fighting, this will be up your alley as well. It's about two UFC fighters. They're actually brothers. And it's their story through this movie. Now, yes, there are some, of course, it's a fucking UFC movie. It's, there, there are some fight scenes in it. You're not going to walk away from this with the fight scenes. There are some, oh, shit, yeah, badass moments in it. 
But you're not going to walk away from this movie with that. You're going to walk away from this movie with the story of these two brothers. You're going to walk away from the story with their, from this movie with their story. Great fucking movie. Great story. Again, you might pass it over because you're like, it's fucking UFC. It's two guys fighting. I've seen Rocky. What the fuck do I care? This is fucking good. This movie is so, so good. Uh, almost done. The Social Network. Chris, have you seen The Social Network? No. If I was to tell you there's a movie out there telling you the story of the creation of Facebook, would you give a fuck? Yes and no. Okay. You'd be rather indifferent to it. Yeah. I get you. I would be too. This movie is about the creation of Facebook. Now, mind you, it's in a, it's a, it's in a, they took some liberties, etc. It's not exactly the way it all went down, blah, 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 fucking blah. But it's good. Number one, the tone of the movie is good. You're thinking the fucking creation of Facebook. How the fuck are you going to turn that into a movie where I'm going to give two shits about it? I gave two shits enough about it that I put it on a 20 list for you to watch. That's how good it is. Uh, the... The story is good. The music is fucking great. The way it flows in this movie. Can't talk enough about it. It's, it's, a, again, it is a movie about the creation of Facebook and it's fucking awesome. That premise I, I should sell on. Number 20, I put two because it's the same fucking actor. And I hope you've seen one of them out. And they, it was a premise where if you've seen one, okay, go see this one. Oh, boy. Can we get one? Can we get one? Chris, have you seen Inception? No. God damn it! No! <laughs> Fucking no. Chris, you have not seen a single one of these movies. Holy shit, Chris! I, a I long time you. ago, Chris, we're, we're gonna we're gonna can, can we kick it back old school for a second? All right. Do you remember a long time ago where I was like, "Hey man, you need to see Fight Club," and yeah. you saw Fight Club, and you called me and you were like, "I fucking love Fight Club. This movie's fucking great. Holy shit, this movie's great." Imagine all twenty of these movies are Fight Club, okay? I'm telling you, these movies are good. If you don't like them, hey, that's cool, man. Maybe they just weren't your bag of tea in whatever fashion. But these are good. Most of these movies on this list are movies that I saw and either just kind of glanced at them and were like, eh, whatever, and then watched them and they blew my fucking like hot rod. I was like, oh, it's a fucking slapstick, uh, retarded comedy. Who cares? And watched it and I had guttural laughs in that movie. Maybe you won't have guttural last. Maybe you'll just have some chuckles. Maybe it's not your cup of tea. But all of these movies, all these movies were fucking great for me. Enough to me to put them on a list to say, bruh, go check these out. Inception, if you haven't heard the, 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 the idea. Yeah, I know about it. <laughs> okay. Well, they, yeah, I'm pretty sure through social media, you get the idea of Inception. Well, there, there's a reason why that shit permeated so much through social media because the movie itself that it's based off of is very good. Shutter Island was going to be the one, because I just knew you had seen Inception. I just <laughs> knew you'd seen it. But since you hadn't, another Leonardo DiCaprio movie that is just as good, that has, a, and again, it's a different tone, a different movie type. It's it's kind of a thriller. It's a whodunit. It's, it's a, it is a figure-it-out movie, is Shutter Island. 
So technically, I gave you 21. Really, I gave you like 40 something if you count all the yeah. MCUs, but. Which I don't these, get any credit for. Yeah. <laughs> all, not a one. Damn it. Not after blowing off 19 movies that you have not seen. Uh, all these movies, I'm gonna link down the Facebook page of this episode. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna send it to Chris as well. So, I, Chris, get to him at your own leisure, man. You know, it's, you don't have to fucking watch him whenever. Just, just get to him. Try to, yeah, try yeah, to yeah. Out. Sure. No pressure. You just, you know, call me out on the podcast for 45 just, minutes and no, just, no pressure. Just fucking do it, man. Holy <laughs> shit. And to the audience as well. If you haven't seen any of the movies I've listed in this list, I, personally recommend you check them out. And again, hey, if you don't like them, it just wasn't for you. I get that. But I liked every single one of these. Enough for me to put it out there. All right. Enough of that shit. It is time to get to this fucking topic. Holy shit, have I been waiting to talk about this for a long time. This is one of the top premier topics of this whole podcast. Like, to the point where when we were talking about making this podcast what's something i really want to talk about oh video games what video game shit do i want to talk about chris we are about to talk about video game movies chris i need a minute to compose myself i want you to lead this conversation off especially because you said you've done a little bit of homework and have seen some of these recently Let's 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 go, Chris. Start talking about video game movies. For me. All right. Well, I, I was actually thinking of starting off as a question, but since you want me to lead, I'll answer the question first, and then you can follow up. How about that? That sounds cool to me. Go for it. All right. So I had actually two part question. First, okay. What is your favorite video game movie? And second, what do you think the best video game movie is? Because they're not necessarily the same thing. You know, as we yeah. discovered in our Assassin's Creed thing. Uh, I like Black Flag is my favorite game, but technically, mm-hmm. Origins is probably the best one. Right. So, looking at video game movies, same way. Out of what I've seen so far, and I'm still trying to find ones to watch, I think, or I know that Mortal Kombat, the first one, is actually probably my favorite video game movie. Is it a great movie? Not necessarily. But it's my favorite one. Um... Now, out of the video game movies I've seen looking at the list uh, on Wiki, the one I think is the best, technically as a movie, would probably be the Resident Evil uh, series. Not all of them. Um, I haven't seen all of them. I think I've seen most of them. I'm not actually sure where I left off. But I would say Resident Evil, maybe even the first one, just to pick one out of the series, is probably one of the... uh, I'm thinking you don't like that one. Oh man! <laughs> uh, hey, this that that is your opinion, and just like you and everybody else, you're entitled to it. I'm not, I'm not a fucking opinion basher. There you are. But holy shit, it kind of that kind of stung me a little bit. Got to pull this little metal shard out of my heart. Ugh. I mean, it, it's been a while, so I mean, unless you have a, something against the whole Resident Evil series. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am not a fan of the entire Resident Evil series. Period. I have seen Resident Evil 1. I've seen the second one. I just made it about halfway through the third, third, and then th- threw birds up to the thing, the screen and said, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Resident Evil is not a fucking Resident Evil movie. As Now, if you're talking about the newer Resident Evil games, like 5 and 6, 
it kind of fits that a little better, but Resident Evil 1 didn't even take place in a in fucking residence. It took place in a residence for about 10 minutes and they got shipped off to mm. the fucking... What, uh, <laughs> we'll get to Resident Evil, Chris. Okay. We'll, we'll get to Resident Evil. Uh, if, if I'm giving my answers... Uh, this is actually, this is actually really fucking cool. I like this because my answer for the, my favorite video game movie is Mortal Kombat. I, I love Mortal Kombat. I, I love it to this day. I have watched it repeatedly and would watch it right now, no questions asked. And of course, I'm talking about Mortal Kombat 1, not Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Uh, I watched both this week. And what we're going to do, folks, because him and I both have this list up, we're going to go straight down this list, and we are just going to just fucking hot dookie shit all (laughs) over this. And look, we're not, we did not set out to do this episode to be assholes about this, but the movies fucking deserve it, okay? And there's a reason why the movies deserve it, and there's a reason why we're going to fucking shit on them too, okay? But I, I, yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 is my favorite, even to this day. Love it. I enjoy it. I have a good time with it. What I feel is the best video game movie adaptation, it would be the Silent Hill movie. And the reason why I say that is because let's compare the two briefly, because we're gonna they're they're gonna get their own time. When I watched Resident Evil, I did not feel Resident Evil. You know, I didn't it started off in a mansion, and I was kind of getting it. I was like, oh, shit, okay, well, there's it's following this girl who is clearly not Jill and clearly not Claire, which would be weird because Claire wouldn't be in there yet. It's clearly not Rebecca Chambers, so it's a new girl. Okay, this, all right, I'll, okay, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. We're, we're in a, we're in a motel, hotel, mansion looking place. I get it. And then they left, and after that, it just went downhill to shit. When I watched Silent Hill, it, yes, it took some liberties from the first story, and yes, it, it, it piecemealed some Resident Evil pieces together, but the feel, okay, that's what I want you to understand, the feel of Silent Hill, for me, was in that movie. Disclosure, I played Silent Hill 1 for about maybe five hours way back in the day. I cannot tell you about that game. I played Silent Hill 2 all the way through twice. I enjoyed it. I played Silent Hill 3 all the way through once. I don't remember much about it. And 4, I had and sold it. So my Silent Hill, my Silent Hill background is very, very, very minimal. As opposed to my Resident Evil background where I played Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, Code Veronica, uh, 4, 5, some of 6, 7, uh, I'm versed in the Resident Evil stuff, you know. There's something that I get when I watch Silent Hill that felt like Silent Hill. Like the tone of the movie, the fog, the things that they were going for felt like Silent Hill. Resident Evil did not feel like Resident Evil. It was a bang-bang shoot-em-up movies with shitty-ass zombies and laser effects and some fucking hive girl that... That's my answer. Mortal Kombat <laughs> is my favorite, and what is the best video game movie, in my opinion, is Silent Hill. So, All right. 
So, what say you, Chris? You and I jump in this fucking, uh, we'll jump in this shitmobile. Yep. We'll, just, we'll ride down the fucking chocolate road of shit, of, of <laughs> shit. Of sh- I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. It's going to sound like I've got an agenda, and I know it's, there's a reason why. And at the end of this, when we have our final words on this shit, hopefully it'll be my closed coffin end of the story, and I'll have my, my piece said. I've already said most of it before, but anyway. Movie one, Super Mario Brothers. This movie was back in 1993. Now, Chris, how old were you in 93? I was if five at the time guess. of release. Gotcha. Yeah, so that means I was close to around eight, nine-ish. I remember seeing this in the theater. I don't remember who took me. It may have been my, <laughs> it may have been my parents. I don't remember who took me to see this movie. But I feel so sorry for them, <laughs> on so many re- on so many levels. Uh, point of fact, uh, our grandmother Mimi actually was the one who took me to see Ninja Turtles in the theater. So I don't remember if she also took me to see Mario Brothers. It may have just been my mom and dad. I hope it wasn't Mimi. <laughs> this movie. This is when you know a video game movie is wrong. Wrong. I was a kid when I saw this movie. I was either 10 or under 10 years old when I saw this movie, folks. I had loose enough ties to Mario at the time. Like, I played Mario 1, maybe 2 is even out. I'm not sure. But... I knew what the fuck the general idea of Super Mario Brothers will be. You know, you got fucking Mario, you got Luigi, you got Goombas, you got Koopas, uh, you got paratroopers, you got mushrooms and stars and... Oh, man. As a kid, when I watched this movie, I said, this movie is bad. Because this is not about Mario. Like, I get that they're throwing names in. At 1993, from what, if my, if my little calculator thing is correct, I was 11 years old. Okay, well, close enough. As an 11 year old kid in the theater, as naive as I was, it may have even been something like a gift. Maybe it was my fucking, you know, see, May 28th, it was my birthday. Maybe, I don't remember. I was giddy as fuck to go see this movie when I did in theaters. And it didn't take long for me to be like, this is wrong. (laughs) When you can take a kid who is wide-eyed and the world is so great and video games and candy and yay, life is a kid's great. And he's in the theater going, this movie is... (laughs) This is not Super Mario. Like, I couldn't even make loose connections as a kid. I'm like, well, they're named Mario. They're dressed like Mario. That guy says he's Koopa. There is a bob Uh Yeah. It was a stretch. It Yes. <laughs> now, this was before I had become an adult. And before I had gained the knowledge of the production horror that this fucking movie went through. This atrocity went through. You can tell in the movie this game is shit. I mean, uh, you can tell in the movie that the production was shit. But the movie was shit regardless, period. Just so happened that it was also 
there was just a myriad of problems with this movie when it was being made. I have watched this movie. Uh, a bunch of my friends got together and did a stupid, hey, let's go watch stupid fucking movies at my house. We watched Mario Brothers and uh, Street Fighter back to back. And, I mean, yes, yes, guys and gals, just like when you watch movies that are so bad they're good. I know that's the cool, hip, cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were many points where we were guffawing, where we were laughing, we were like, <laughs> But there were too, too, too many times, even as adults, we were going, this is fucking stupid. This is so bad. This is so wrong. It is a bastardization of what we're supposed to be seeing on this theater, on this screen. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on Mario Brothers before I fucking gouge my eyes out. It's been a very, very long time since I've seen it, so I don't remember too much about it, but I... You know, also attribute that to there not being much to remember about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't stick with me at all. I've had no desire. I, I say I have no desire to go back and watch it, but I did look for it so I could, you know, watch it as homework. But that was the only reason. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even just 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 glancing down the list one quick time, I can't tell you guys and gals what we're gonna which movie we're gonna walk away here from. Guys, this is the one. <laughs> but so I'm going to try to refrain from saying, yeah, this movie's bad, but they're all bad guys. I'm sorry. Any guys? Uh, Double Dragon. I actually have never seen this one. I think I did say on a podcast that I saw this one. I, I have seen a couple clips from this movie, but I have not seen the movie entirely through. I think I saw a couple like five or ten minute clips of random scenes in the movie. I have not seen this movie all the way through. I don't need to. The, game, the movie looks like hot fucking garbage. It, it really does. Uh, I read a plot synopsis of this movie. Uh, they fucked that up too because it didn't. It just was fucking stupid, and I didn't care. <laughs> so, have you seen Double Dragon, Chris? I have not. Her, I, I don't right think along. I have. Yeah. Moving right along, then I, I I can just tell from what I read and what I saw, hot garbage. Street Fighter the movie released in 1994. Mm-hmm. Did not see this one. Did not see this one in theaters, but I did watch it again when I was a kid, somewhere around this time. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Jean Claude Van Damme. Even you cannot save this movie. <laughs> Raw Julia. Oh my God! One of the last movies for this awesome, awesome actor. And we're just—I'm not just saying that because he passed away. Raw Julia was a great actor, and they. Shoved him into an M. Bison. It's, uh, shoved him into an M. Bison role, and he, he, he was, a, he was okay. M. Bison. <laughs> this movie was bad. Movie was bad. It got him I, a best supporting actor nomination. Yep, yep. I will admit that I do quote this movie now and again, even to this day. The famous, the day that Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> I like that line. I always have. That movie has no, that quote has no, no, no right being in that movie. Uh, action was bad. Like, what do you want me to say about this fucking movie other than it's garbage? The action scenes were bad. The story was fucking hot garbage. Uh, something that just randomly sticks out to me is that at some point in the movie, 
uh, Dalzim is a actual fucking like doctor, like lab professor style doctor. And when the shit hits the fan, he suddenly turns into actual Dalzim. Like suddenly has no, sh- like he has a fucking lab coat on and, and he's just properly dressed. Well, he's, he's dressed like a fucking lab professor. And then suddenly he's in his fucking yoga flame Dalzim attire out of nowhere. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this uh, is another one that didn't stick with me a whole lot. I remember, I, I don't want to say enjoying it, but I was like, okay, that was a thing. I wasn't, you know, completely disappointed, considering this was a long time ago, and I was, you know, kind of ignorant to how bad it, you know, overall is. But at the time, I was like, okay. You'll find something that's lacking in Street Fighter and even in Mortal Kombat is that the special effects are not where they should be. Yeah. When you when you play Street Fighter and you play Mortal Kombat, Ryu throws out fireballs. Mm-hmm. Ryu does hurricane kicks. Mm-hmm. Sagat throws out fireballs. Dalzim does a yoga fire, does a yoga flame. Uh, even Chun Li has a little kikok and a little fireball kind of thing. You don't see that in this movie. I think Guile does a flash kick. Now it is, it is a yeah, I believe we to- we totally see how you did that edit flash kick. <laughs> like he's literally doing a backflip, and then it cuts to Bison getting kicked, and it cuts to him landing. I'm like, ah, okay, guys, yeah, he did a backflip, <laughs> but. And I understand that also ties into budgets, but if you were to look at, like, Chinese cinema around this time and Japanese cinema, and I'm talking live-action cinema, they were kind of fucking kicking our ass in the special effects department. They could do fireballs. We could do it, too. Just saying. Uh, There is also another really funny line in this movie. There's... uh, they got some of the bad guys watching a screen on the TV and it's showing all the mayhem going on and they and Zangief goes, quick, change the channel! And it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, shit movie. Moving on. Mortal Kombat, released yep. in 1995. Chris, talk about Mortal Kombat, bro. So, Mortal Kombat... I think did a really good job at at least I mean it's based off a fighting game. Yeah. So you only have so much to work with but they actually you know made something they go you went okay this would make sense in li- going in line with the video games I have played. Um I'm not sure where this movie came out in the you know timeline of games but it actually made sense as a Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. Um the characters were pretty good. Um, some of them, not all of them. Um, fight scenes were mediocre. The My favorite fight scene is actually the last one. I thought that was the one that actually, actually had the best quality to it. Yeah. Early on, it was like, okay, this isn't bad, but that's not great. But it seemed to get better as it went on. Mm-hmm. Um Typically, and what I realized as I thought about it more, is the fights were better 
where they weren't doing the special effects stuff. Yeah. That's when things got bad because then, you know, it's like, okay, well, obviously they had to use wires for this part or there's some kind of crappy CGI, whatever, graphics thing. Yeah. Um, it's when it was just playing on, you know, melee combat between two normal people or, you know, quote-unquote normal people yeah. that it was best. Yeah, the choreography in that, in that movie was very good through all the fight scenes that I that I saw. Yeah, I mean, the, the fight scenes themselves, the planning of it was probably good, but the execution wasn't as good as it should be. Yeah. The scenes themselves weren't bad. It was the execution of the moves and stuff. Yeah. In general, I was entertained by this movie. I think that's yeah. the, the, the reason why this is my favorite video game movie. Not my favorite. It's it's my favorite movie that's tied to a video game because it's entertaining from yeah. start to finish. There's laughs. There's a there's a there's a decent enough serviceable story to it. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes when they go one on one are good. I mean, you've uh, got the Johnny Cage scene, which is great with him and Goro. Man, I was gonna say which one? They're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Like you want me to carry your luggage? <laughs> I mean, at, the quote at the very beginning uh, where they introduce him—you know, this is the part where you fall down. Yeah, that, that stuck yeah. with me. You know, all through my childhood yeah. is a running gag. Where do you get these guys? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I. That's why it's my favorite one. Like I said, I was entertained, and even to this day, even if I I have watched it recently, to this day I can watch it now. Yes. I'm sure I could hand this movie to a Mortal Kombat aficionado, and they go, get this fucking <laughs> trash, this disrespectful garbage away from me. But I, I was entertained, and even to this day, I'm still entertained by it. I like it. Leads into immediately after, uh, yeah. well, I say immediately, it was pretty close, it was close enough to two years after the fact, yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So that Mortal Kombat, you know, person Ooh. you're talking about, you said, okay, you've either got the first one or Annihilation. They go, we're not going to talk about Annihilation. I'll take the first one. Don't. Yes. Work. Just, yeah. I, I take back what I said. Yeah. Let's just stick with the first one. <laughs> I'll, g- I'll give you a choice, pal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat 1's real good now, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. So I watched these back to back last oh, week. Oh, wow. Um, they were the first ones I found that I was actually able to watch on a provider. I already have it. I didn't have to pay for them. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I'll watch them. Um, yeah, Annihilation. They just took everything that was good about the first one and just crapped all over it. Oh, yeah. And the here, here's the thing. You can see in this movie where they tried. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like the fact that they changed Raiden's appearance, but Raiden's appearance changes in the games. They got, they tried to get the costumes for, you know, uh, Sector and Cyrax. Sector was in it, wasn't he? The Hmm. red one? Yes, yes. Yeah. They got their costumes right. They tried to get the synthesized voice right. Uh, they, they, they tried. At least in the costumes and the looks department, they kind of get like a seven out of ten. But the movie itself, as a movie, uh, no. The story, yeah, the, the no. story was ridiculous. The CGI, oh my god. Oh, that god. was terrible. Oh my 
God. the whole creature thing near the end. Yeah. I was oh. like, what am I watching? Oh, Chris, you, you just got to release your animality. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I, that, okay. Cringe is a thing that we know about today. Yeah. That's a thing that people talk about. Cringe yeah. has existed forever as people, as a, as a human race. We've all, there's been cringe moments in, in, even in the 40s. That right there, that was one of the earliest cringe moments in a movie for me. When Nightwolf yeah. said, yeah, release your animality. I was like, oh God. Oh God, stop. Oh man, yes, and yes, the the CGI in the last part with the fucking re uh the Ryu. Oh, did you know Ryu was a Mortal Kombat? <laughs> when Liu Kang turned into that fucking dragon and yeah. Shou Kahn, it turned into that fucking Hydra looking. It, the fuck, the all. I, I also remember the audio in that fight. They turned Shou Kahn's little Hydra dragon screeching volume. Way the fuck up. It's like, ah! yeah, I think I actually turned down my headphones at that point. Yes, me too. I'm glad. I'm glad to know it wasn't just me. <laughs> um, man, and they replaced uh, Sonya. Her character yep, was were... played by someone else. Mm-hmm. So that didn't help. Just, I remember them just basically hand waving when they changed Raiden's appearance. And he was like, yeah, it's just, I'm just a cool god. I got a new look. And I'm like, what? Well, no, that was the whole mortal thing. That was why his look changed. Well, yeah, yeah. But when yeah. he went mortal, he changed his look to be. He could still, he could, Chris, he could wear the same fucking clothes. If he's yeah. Come on. Don't, don't fucking Mass Effect to me, Chris. <laughs> don't you fucking do that, Chris. Ah, uh, you got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but. This will show you the, this is a good starting point for anybody wanting to see a good argument in this. If you can watch Mortal Kombat as a movie, I'm not saying that you, the fucking Mortal Kombat in the Tekken, I mean, in the, in the tournament scene, go watch Mortal Kombat and dissect it. I'm saying if you can watch Mortal Kombat as a fucking movie and you are even mildly entertained by it, cool. Immediately go watch Annihilation. <laughs> and you're going to go, oh, fuck. Just like we did. Yeah. Wing Commander, uh, 1999. I haven't seen that movie, Chris. And no, I, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't. I knew it was a thing, and I knew it was based off a game, but I've never played Wing Commander. so I've heard I of could. the game. I've never played it, yeah. but I didn't know the movie existed. I've heard of the game as well, and I could actually see the ad. I could see the magazine ad for it. In my head, but I've never played the game and I've never seen the movie, so I can't talk about it. Sorry. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, can we can we do like an end of cast statement here? Is it Tom Raider or Tomb Raider? Tomb. Okay, Tomb Raider it is. So Laura Croft, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Uh, I've seen it. Twice. I don't know if I have. I think I've seen I it twice. have. I've seen it twice in my life, guys, and it's forgettable. I don't remember a damn thing about it except that Angelina Jolie is in it and they, they, they gave her the, the English accent. Cool. I mean, I don't remember. I wish I did. I remember her outfit being silver. I mean, 
I'm sorry, this movie had no impact on me. This movie is is in stark contrast to what I've seen for the trailers for the new one, though. So, hey, I'm not saying that Laura Croft Tomb Raider made me give up on the Tomb Raider movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Just saying that hopefully this this one coming out in 2018 will have done it better. Now, just to correct you real quick, according to the release posters, the silver outfit wasn't until the next one, The oh, Cradle okay. of Life. Right. Damn it, Chris, you could have saved that for a well, actually. <laughs> now that means next episode, which is still going to be perfect, still going to have Exactly. Oh, I like it. On to Resident Evil 2002. You just go right ahead, Chris. You just, you just go right ahead. So, okay. I, I get your points about it not following super close to the whole Resident Evil premise as far as you know the mansion you're in um, I don't even know where all the games are take place because I haven't played enough of them but as a movie I didn't have a whole lot of issues overall and I was thinking about this earlier and I should have brought it up when we first started but there are really two distinctions to make when rating a movie in this in this discussion the first is is it a good video game movie, as in does it, you know, keep to the source material, etc.? Like we talked about, Mortal Kombat is a good example of keeping pretty close to the material, working with what you've got, whereas the second one does not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other aspect is, is it a good standalone movie? Not thinking about the games, not worrying about the lore of the universe, whatever. It has, is it a good movie individually? And I think those are kind of two different ratings... Um, and I think that's where we disagree on Resident Evil because mm-hmm. I can understand from a video game movie perspective why you wouldn't think it was good, but as a standalone movie, I don't think it was bad. If I could pull my glasses off and look at it as a movie, I still think I'd think it's mediocre. I'd still find it very, very mediocre. But if I'm watching this thing as a Resident Evil movie, bruh, there is no computer AI that controls the umbrella. Oh, man. Um, I just don't know, man. This, the, You know what Resident Evil, the game, and Resident Evil, the movie had in common? There were zombies, quote-unquote. The end. That's about as far <laughs> as close as material it got. It tried to pay homage. It tried to pay tribute. And it failed. It failed when, number one, it didn't have the right character. And I get that they were making Alice their own thing. I get that they were making a new story with this character. I get that. But you got Jill, you got Chris, you got Rebecca, you got Claire, you got Leon. You got Barry, you got Wesker, which, oh God, don't even get me started on Wesker's bullshit. (laughs) You have, it all takes place in a mansion. It's all, you're up in the mansion trying to figure out what all these zombies are coming from. And, oh shit, there's an underground facility and it's an underground laboratory where the tyrant lives and all that. And it's just, I didn't, I didn't get most any of that from this movie. And the stuff that they give me was bastard versions of what it was supposed to be. So, no. I gave up on this series 
at the third movie. I really could have. I I wanted to give up on the second movie. I think I think me and someone else had seen the second one. I don't even think it was my choice. But hey, man, everybody has their own opinions. I'm not mad at you for yours. No, you're not mad at me for mine. Just saying yours are fucking wrong. Okay, <laughs> your opinions are. <laughs> I never say that. Uh, I, I just didn't for like every it. Time. I didn't like it, man. I didn't like it at all. But that's Fair life. Enough. Uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. I didn't see it. Did you? No, I don't think so. Moving on. House of the Dead. I saw this on a lark one time. Garbage. This is one of the, this is a movie that looks like it was made on not a shoestring budget, but you know that little <laughs> plastic, you know when you have a shoestring and it has that little plastic knob on the end? The eyelet? Or yeah, not eyelet. Yeah. Is it eyelet? I don't know. No, yeah. no. an eyelet is what the shoelace goes right. through. Um, this is that little plastic wound up thing on the end that keeps the shoelace from uh, unfurling. Crap. I knew this. Hold on, I'm gonna Google it. No, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not based on a shoestring budget. This is based on that little plastic part budget. It's, it's yeah, the the diglets. This is based on a diglets budget. Uh, probably would have been better. <laughs> House of the Dead is based on a diglets budget. Got it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't ever played a House of the Dead game, don't worry about either one. Go play House of the Dead 1 and 2 in the arcade. Go shoot them up, waste some quarters, have fun. House of the Dead movie, uh, utter garbage. Moving on. Resident Evil Apocalypse. This was me not just like not liking this movie. I was already I was folding my arms at this movie going, okay, that you guys are fucking, you guys are shitting this up big time now. And I can't remember... Who was the bad guy of this movie? Um, I have to look this up now. Yeah, I'm looking at the wiki now. Because this is where, looking at the theater posters, the one where she starts off I just, in I a towel or whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Is this the one that had Nemesis? I believe it is. This, yes. Yeah, Nemesis program. Chris. Nemesis, have, you said you don't you don't remember if you play Resident Evil Three, right? Right. Okay. In Resident Evil Three, you are chased around that building, kind of like in Resident Evil Two, by this. It's 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 a nemesis, mm-hmm. and he's just this big hulking fucking monster with a goddamn rocket launcher most of the time. He chases you around. He says stars. That's his thing because <laughs> he's out to kill stars members. At the oh god. At the end of this movie, he has a rocket launcher, and he's fighting Alice, this this wonderful new protagonist that this fucking movie franchise has shit out for no reason. And he goes to fight Alice. Chris, he drops, Chris, Chris, he drops the rocket launcher, and he puts his fucking monster sausage fists up and goes, Ugh! And they fucking fist Chris. <laughs> he drops a fucking rocket launcher and puts his fucking dukes up and gets into a fist fight with Alice. That was when I said, this shit's fucking done. This is, this is, this is bad. This is stupid. Now you could tell me, hey man, maybe the, maybe the rocket launcher ran out of rockets. 
Maybe that was why he did it. I don't give a fuck. Stupid. Utter fucking garbage. Chris, you got anything you want to say about Apocalypse? Go right ahead. No, I don't think so. Good. Moving on. Alone in the Dark. Uh, I haven't seen this. No. Okay. Doom. Huh. Here's a fun one for you. Uh, have you seen Doom? I don't actually think I have. Okay. I did, and I saw this in theaters. And it was at this point in this movie series, in this movie video game franchise bullshit, where I said, okay, I'm going to go watch this movie in the theaters. I went with with whatever woman I was with at the time. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch this movie as, just like we were talking about, I'm going to watch this movie as a movie. I'm going to take out the whole video game aspect of this movie. Not going to weigh it against a video game. I'm just going to watch it as a movie. Mm-hmm. As soon as the credits start to this movie, it says something about aliens were discovered on the planet Mars. And I said, no, they weren't. There was demons found on Phobos. And the, whoever I was with said, you couldn't do it. I said, no, I couldn't. <laughs> no, I couldn't. You can yeah, this I treat Doom almost in, now. Now the new Doom 2016 proves me completely wrong. You can actually extend this out and make a good storyline to it. But the Doom that you and me knew, Chris, the Doom you and me knew back in the day, you could tell that story in a fucking paragraph. You could tell the entire Doom story in a paragraph. Humans go to Mars. We find a portal on Mars. We open the portal up. Demons come from another world or another dimension onto Mars. We send one Marine up to the Mars planet to take out the demons. The end. Chris, there's, I just gave you the script. Chris, go make, go make a Doom movie, please. You can make millions. There's your script. I just gave it to you. That was nothing in this movie. No part of it. It even had Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which we just said earlier, will make a fucking movie great. And it was bad. And guess what, Chris? At the end of this movie, if, if I'm asking you what is Doom about, what, what, if you were to tell me what Doom is, what, what, what style of game is Doom? Uh, shooter? It's a first person shooter style, yeah. right? Yeah. And what and Chris, what weapons do you use in a shooter game? Uh guns. You use guns. Well, Chris, there were guns at the end of Doom. But guess what they did at the end of Doom? They dropped their fucking guns and they get into a fucking fist fight. Again. Just like the other fucking movie. I don't know what what where this comes from. But Doom is literally based off of pick up fucking guns and pick up ammo and shoot shit to death. And they drop their guns and fight each other. The end. Hot garbage. So I'm guessing there's no BFG? I think there was. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the one good aspect to Doom. Uh, It was a directorial style choice that they made. They actually had a scene that was kind of first person shootery. I think it was a part where he takes this medicine and becomes like, if you remember in Doom, you could find a berserker ability that would turn your screen kind of red and you could basically one punch things to death. Uh, there's a scene where he injects himself with some adrenaline or something, I believe. I don't, I don't know if I got it right and I don't fucking care. 
But that little five-minute part of the movie, it goes into like a first-person view cam. He's got the gun below him and all that shit. So that part was actually done pretty good. But that was about five minutes of that movie. Mm-hmm. That was not the whole movie. And the rest of the movie was shit. So if you haven't seen it, cool. No problem. Blood Rain, have you seen Blood Rain, Chris? No, I've heard of it, especially because I believe there there's another one, there's which another isn't even one, on the yeah. list. Yeah. I haven't seen it either, so moving uh, on. Yeah. Silent Hill, have you seen Silent Hill? I don't think so. I I have, and I mean, uh, we're kind of running along in the tooth on this list. There's uh, there's actually quite a bit of movies in here. We're going to try to mm-hmm. speed this up just a teeny tiny bit. We're not really pressed for time, but might have, there, there are a lot of movies on this list that we haven't seen. It's going to get to a point where it's going to go, haven't seen it, haven't seen it, haven't seen it. Anyways, uh, the one thing that I like about Silent Hill, again, is the atmosphere of that movie, the feel of that movie. While it didn't exactly follow Silent Hill 1 or Silent Hill 2 or Silent Hill 3, it just had pieces of different things and had a lot of, had a lot of callbacks, you know, had a lot of fan service. It did that, but the feel, it felt like it belonged in the Silent Hill world. You know, it had the, it had the mist, it had the, the very brooding atmosphere in the movie. I, I enjoyed it. I think as it, it while it didn't exactly follow beat for beat a plot point, it gave the feel of a Silent Hill world, I guess you'd say. So it fit in the Silent Hill universe. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, Dead or Alive, I didn't see it. No, looking uh, at the theater art, it looks like it's a bunch of fan service. Yep. Uh, and I'm just going to go down a list, and for now I'm just going to say seen it, I haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, just let me know and we'll stop. Uh, Postal. Haven't seen no. it. Resident Evil Extinction. I don't know if I saw that one. I don't think so. Okay. I think uh, I stopped at uh, Apocalypse. I quit that one halfway through. I don't remember a damn thing about that movie either, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, Hitman. I haven't seen either of the Hitmen, and I should because the second Hitman has my doppelganger in it. I yeah. I look just like Rupert Friend, so. But I, I haven't seen I this one. Uh, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Didn't even know that was a thing. Haven't seen it. I didn't know that there was a Far Cry movie. I didn't either. I have not seen that. And guess what? I'm not gonna see it. You know why? <laughs> because I played Far Cry Three, and I fucking love Far Cry Three. And this game will never ever put a candle. This movie will never put a candle to that to that story. So, no, thank you. Max Payne. I have played some Max Payne games. I did not see this movie. Did you? I feel like I have, but if I did, I could tell you anything about it. I think this is the Mark Wahlberg, the Marky Mark movie, but no, I haven't seen it. Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Didn't know that was a thing until I looked at this list. I did see this. Stopped about 30 minutes in because it was fucking garbage. (laughs) I had heard somewhere, it must have been a troll, it had to have been a trolling, saying that, Mm -hmm. that if you didn't like the Street Fighter movie, which I'm sorry who the fuck did... But if you didn't like the Street Fighter movie, you could watch this one. It's they treated it a little bit better. No, they did not. That was that was horse shit out of a different horse. Is all it was. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. This was the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. You seen this one? I have not. I have. It's okay. Yeah, I heard it was okay. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal did what he could, but the movie itself, the story, etc., was very bland, very forgettable. Because again, not a I don't remember it. So, 
and since you don't remember, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question, but do they do the whole rolling time back thing good yes. properly? Okay. Yeah, they did the rolling time thing and they put that part in it, thankfully. But it was just the movie that was built I mean, around kind of have, it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, okay, kind of like how Doom actually had the first person part in it. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia had the time rolling back thing in it. So that part was good, but everything else around it, I could, whatever. Uh, Tekken, never seen it, never will. Nope, then it was a thing. Yep. Uh, Resident Evil Afterlife and Retribution back to back within a two year span. Have you seen these two? No. Nope, me neither. Silent Hill Revelation, I will not see this movie. I will not because I've already, I had it on enough, uh, credible sources that apparently this movie's revelation is to the first Silent Hill what Blair Witch Project 2 was to the original Blair Witch. Like they realized that people came to the fucking theaters to see Silent Hill and they started milking this movie. They put in more references and more shit to make you go, oh, yeah, I played Silent Hill. I know what that is. I, I remember that. And it was just a hodgepodge story. It was The movie itself was hot ass, so um, I will not watch it. I will not taint what I know about Silent Hill 1. Um, Need for Speed. I've actually Didn't seen this movie. Uh, now, I cannot... I enjoyed, I will put this right up against Mortal Kombat as far as movie that I don't, but the diff, the thing is, I know what Mortal Kombat did and did not follow from the Mortal Kombat game, but I don't know what Need for Speed did or did not follow from the games because I never played Need for Speed games. But just as a movie, you know, about, you know, cars and shit, I liked it. It was good. I liked that actor. I forget his name, but, uh, it was a good movie. Uh, Hitman Agent 47. This is my doppelganger, my twin. I haven't seen this movie yet. Uh, I actually heard it was kind of shit. It's kind of another reason why I haven't seen it yet, but, mm. yeah. Warcraft. Chris, have you seen Warcraft? I have not, but I do want to, even though I heard it wasn't good. You should see Warcraft. It's decent. I'll give you that. I'm sure that World of War... Well, here's the thing. This movie is not based off of World of Warcraft. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's based in the Warcraft universe. Where? I don't fucking know. Uh, please, in the comments, let us know. Tell us where the fuck this movie fits. And you can tell us why it sucks. I know it sucks. Cause I've heard it sucks from Warcraft fans. Yeah. But, I mean, my wife and I went and seen it together. We were mildly entertained. We didn't dislike it. We didn't, we liked it. We didn't dislike it. We didn't love it. it Middle ground, you know what I mean? Yep. Assassin's Creed. Oh, Chris. All right. So I watched this. (laughs) I said I wanted to see it, and I did. It was one of the movies I was able to watch on Sling because they had another free HBO weekend. Uh So I finished it up right before I sent you the message saying, okay, I'm ready. Because I I didn't want to start today's cast (laughs) until I'd finished that movie. Oh, Um, man. So the stage is all yours. I do not think it was as terrible as people are saying. Now, there are parts that make me unhappy about we're sticking to the lore. Um, the animus, it's this thing that it like puts a belt around you and somehow that supports all your weight and you're, it's moving the guy around, you know, 
like he's got a stiff board, you know, that can actually hold him upright or whatever. It's kind of odd, and it's not keeping in line with the games at all. The Animus is a thing you lay down on, and that's it. You know, there's no movement, there's no... And people are watching on a digital screen, there's no these real-world clouds around it that show the action. So it's kind of odd from the Assassin's Creed universe perspective, but as a movie standalone, at the end of the day, I don't really have a problem with it. Um... Even though it does kind of bug me on that, you know, video game side. Are you are you trying to sell me to go watch this movie, Chris? I think you absolutely should. Okay. Um, I gave the, you a list of twenty games of must. I mean, twenty <laughs> watch, must watch movies, and this motherfucker gives me Assassin's Creed to watch. Yeah, I'm curious to know your opinion. <laughs> um, the fights weren't bad. Uh, there was so the parkour in it isn't realistic, so that is a downside to it. Yeah. But the fight scenes, I overall did not have any problems with, which okay. is pretty rare for me to say about a movie because I like fight scenes. I, I, I will totally admit that, I mean, number one, you got Michael Fassbender in it. That, mm. that, that's, a, that's a solid for me because he's a great actor. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. Even even Prometheus, he was damn good. He was, he, his, he was good, <laughs> you know? Uh... The main hang-up in this for me is that, again, having played through the entirety of Assassin's Creed 2 and at least having a large, albeit overview of the Assassin's Creed lore, when I saw that fucking thing wrapped around his waist yeah. and he's flipping around with this fucking robot arm shit, I was like, what the... F what? This is, mm -hmm. this is the Hollywood shit that happens. The thing that they have already is not cool enough they gotta try to make it cooler they gotta fucking one up the source material stop fucking doing that let it be I don't care that the dude sits on a flat fucking table and that the computer does its shit I don't, you don't play Assassin's Creed for the animus you play it to, to be in the world you play it to explore you play whatever fucking time period they're in you're you're playing Assassin's Creed Origins to be in Egypt. You give a fuck what he's laying on. You know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, there's a lot of things that did well. The bleeding effect. Although mm -hmm. they implemented implemented that very well. They kind of describe it a little bit. They they don't really go into an in depth discussion about why the uh, why it works like it does. But they're like, yeah. yeah, that those hallucinations are the bleeding effect. And they come into play in the story much more later on. So you've heard it here, folks. Assassin's Creed, five out of five from Chris. Got it. <laughs> Go see it. No, I'm being I'm being complete dick. I, I if you you know what I will watch it just to get my own perspective of it, mm -hmm. and then you know an episode or two down the road we'll we'll uh we'll we'll take it between each other. But uh, all right, uh, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Nope. Did you see the last one? Did nope. you cap it off? Nope. Neither did I. Stopped a long time ago. Which leads us to what is not coming, which is not out yet what's coming out. We've got the Tomb Raider movie and the Rampage movie, which I talked about already. Yep. Untitled Sonic the Hedgehog film. Now, Chris, when we're looking at this list, this is an international live-action film part of the list. There is an international animations film underneath. This is not in the animation section. Mm-hmm. Are we are we about to get some dude dressed up in a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog costume? I hope not. Chris, we're gonna get that with red shoes. 
Uh, oh God. Oh, God. you know what? We're not gonna get that. What it's gonna be? It's gonna be live action characters, and it's gonna have Sonic CGI in it. It's oh, gonna yeah. be. Yeah. It's gonna. You, you, you know what? You, you're getting your wish, Chris. You're getting Sonic. You're getting Sonic 06 in a movie form. Have fun with that. Uh, there's a Minecraft movie coming out. Yeah. Again, this is in the live action section of this list. All right. We're getting a Pokemon's Detective Pikachu again in the live action. Hey, I t- you, you know what, Chris? I'll I'll go on I'll go to I'll stretch it out. I'll say this. They could do a live action Pokemon movie. They could. The, the, if the Pokemon were CGI'd and they were CGI'd correct, you could find a fucking kid and dress him up exactly like a character, you know? I think mm-hmm. it could be done. Yeah, I, I mean, it is it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, We can blow through the animation ones real quick, and I don't want to get some final word on this, and we'll be done for the night. Uh, Pokemon, I did see the Poke- the first Pokemon movie. I mean, it was mm-hmm. back in a time when I was actually into Pokemon. I liked the movie enough. It was pretty good. I, mean, I think I've seen movie. most of them. But that comes with, yeah. you know, having kids. So. Actually has parts in there where you actually choke up. You know, they actually wrote that movie very well. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see the next one or the next one or the next one. Fi- oh, oh, boy. Hey, Chris, you want to talk about Final Fantasy Spirits Within, buddy? You want to dignify that movie with some words? What can I say about that? Yeah, yeah, what can you say about that? Here's what I'll say while you while you look for words. All right. This this movie tanked Square. I think this movie was the start of why they went to merge with Enix. I think they dumped (laughs) so much fucking money into this movie. And it bombed so bad. If I, I have wanted to challenge myself to watch this movie today. I did, I did see this in theaters. I did, I did. I want to watch this today in my later, older, wiser years and see how it plays as an actual movie. Cause I've heard people say, if you watch it just as a movie, it's okay. As a Final Fantasy movie, it chokes the fucking, it chokes bad. It has no, there's a Sid in it, I, I guess. Which apparently his name starts with an S, not a C. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. They couldn't even get the fucking <laughs> name right. They couldn't even get the name right. I, I don't have anything to say about it. Yeah. I don't, it's, I watched it, I don't remember much about it. And that's, well, I tell you, what about, uh, what about Final Fantasy Advent Children? That I I don't have a huge issue with. Um, really? Go ahead. God. Um, now, the one annoying thing I had my issue with this was that it was... I'm trying to think of what it was at the time. It was like it was when I first watched it, it hadn't been dubbed yet. So I had no, or hadn't been subtitled yet even. So I was watching it without subtitles the first time <laughs> because I couldn't wait like the hour before the English subtitles were out or something like that. Um, 
So I was at a disadvantage. I did watch it again with uh, subtitles, but uh-huh. overall, I mean, I like Final Fantasy VII, so just about anything you give me that handles the you know source material at least fairly well, I'm going to be okay with. And well, here's why you're a sellout piece of shit. Uh, Final Fantasy VII adjunct... I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> uh, I was entertained by... Advent- look, let, let me tell you how obsessed I was with this movie. There is a movie theater down here, and I had called the movie theater and said, what do I need, mind you, as like a 24, 25-year-old man, whenever this came out, what do I need to do to get this movie brought to this theater, give me one screen, and I want to play it for friends, anybody that will buy it. I will. I was mm-hmm. gonna put. I was gonna put flyers up in every GameStop and every game store down here, like we're gonna show Advent Children in a theater. Come watch. And I, it ultimately got turned down. Like I was, I was collaborating between the movie theater and the GameStops and different places, and people were trying to help me out, and it just, it just fell through. Ended up coming down to money, and we didn't have enough money. We watched this with a bunch of my friends. We actually watched it at, uh, I don't know if you were there with us. I brought this movie to a Halo night. Were you there with it? Uh, I don't think I was. Yeah, well, I brought it to a Halo night, and we watched it together. And I was entertained, but it did not age with me. It did not age with me because <laughs> over time I saw what the movie actually was. It's, it, it's nothing but a fan service movie. It is strictly a fan service movie i didn't care about the three characters that were the three antagonists that showed up the fact that sephiroth shows up at all is a fucking fan service he didn't have to do they could to- totally ixnay that part of the movie and had, it would have no bearing the a, a majority of the characters didn't show up as a whole until the end of the movie and it was just for a big old yahoo one last fight i'm saying all the negatives beforehand because I will watch Advent Children, and as the fight scenes, the, the fucking graphics, I'm entertained by it. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it as a Final Fantasy VII movie. And I'll explain more when we, when we, when we wrap this thing up. Uh, I have seen, uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie. I enjoyed it. It, it is the, and I didn't put this, this wasn't in that list, but as far as a video game to movie adaptation, Ratchet and Clank the movie is just a fucking video game because most of their stories are around about the same. You know, most of them have the same feel. Uh, it, it it fits right in. I mean, you play a Ratchet and Clank game, and you if you were to take all the story scenes and the cut scenes together, you get a Ratchet and Clank movie. You know, you yeah. basically have that. So, but it wasn't great and it wasn't bad. It just fit in with a Ratchet and Clank. I, Chris, I know for a fact that you went and saw Angry Birds opening night. I know you did. Do not, not fucking that. lie to me. Do not lie to me. You saw it opening night, dude. You put it on Facebook. You were like, yeah, me and the kids and going Angry Birds. You had painted your face like the red one, the angry one. If they're all angry, I don't get that. <laughs> you're not. You're just not taking this bait, are you? No. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen, seen it. it. Why the fuck would I go see an Angry Birds movie, Moving On With Life? Uh, yeah. And... The rest ones are stuff coming out, or et cetera. So. Yeah. The one thing before, uh, I'm not sure if you're going to go down anymore, but I did want to touch on a couple of TV series. Go for it. Um, 
It's your podcast, Chris. You can talk about what you want to talk about. And I don't actually see it on this list. I'm trying to find. I think it's uh, down in the director video section. Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. I do Four. see Kingsglaive on this list too. So yeah, this is a large list. If anybody wanted to know, I'm sorry, Chris. We, if you go to Google, type in list of films based on video games. It's going to take you to a wiki article, and it's good God. There's actually like 200 things on here, but uh, we don't have that much time. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm only going to touch on the live action ones though. Mm-hmm. So. Halo. Now, I know they're supposed to be working on a movie, I think, but they also have live-action TV series they're working on oh, or something or another. About that, are you talking about that 484? Now, Forward Unto Dawn yeah, was released on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I think now you can download it as a like movie because they're all put together or whatever, but it was a series of episodes they released on YouTube. That was really good. I don't know why. And even me, being a person that today tells people yes i liked halo yes i played halo i liked them all i did not care for it hmm. i don't it just didn't hit me the right way i don't know why but i made it that, that was like what four parts long five parts long i think i made five it five sounds right something like that yeah i made it through like halfway part three and just gave up it just it hmm. just it wasn't get, i think i wanted more halo in it yeah you know it, was, I mean? it was slow it is it was a, a very it's a very slow burn little mini series, and I was wanting to get fucking into it. Yeah, and I had I don't know. It's probably it was, it was a good bridge because that, that was, was before the game. Baby. That was before yeah. the game. That was leading up. You know, they released like one per week, probably up to the release of the game. So it's like, all right, watch these. Jump into Halo Four. All right, awesome. Yep. Um, there's another one, Halo Nightfall, which was released with the Master Chief Collection. You can now download what? it separately. I think. Uh, from 2014. Does, I that, don't... does that follow more with uh, actual so, Master Chief? This one was the uh, in Halo 5, the Agent Locke. This is his origin story. Ah. So I don't actually, I didn't watch it, I don't think. So he's a Spartan, but I don't know how much they, you know, include the traditional Spartans, the Spartan 2s. Um, I don't know. I I do want to see it. I do have the Master Chief Collection, so I probably have access to it. I just yeah. never got around to watching it because I was busy playing the actual game. <laughs> um, Are you fucking snob? I can't watch the movie. I'm too busy playing my game. Yeah, so... Now, a different one is Street Fighter. Now... Yeah, now which one? You don't... You, you said live action, right? Yes, and oh, series. I didn't... I did not know that that existed. I know the yeah. Street Fighter 2V. The so there's actually two of them. Um, what? The first one, Assassin's Fist. Get out of I my podcast. I don't think I've seen. Um, I've never heard of this. Actually, I think I have seen part of this. But Machinima did Assassin's Fist oh, on May yeah. 23rd, 2014. Is See, when now here... When you're saying live action things, I'm thinking of like on network television live action. Oh, no, I know no, no, there no. are there are a ton of YouTube, you know, video yeah, game series. Yeah, but this series is official. Yeah, really. I mean, you, yeah, this was a official um, Capcom supported thing, and huh. I don't know how many episodes Assassin's Fist is, but there's actually one that started last year, Resurrection, which huh. I actually watched on Amazon with my uh, Prime thing. Mm-hmm. But it's only four episodes long so far. And it's 
I'm trying to reserve judgment. I was hoping there were more episodes because I was like, all right, will this get better? Yeah. Because it's not great. It's not bad. I don't know if I'd even call it good, but it's almost there. The It's got bad CGI, um, but it's it's one of those things where in the game when they say their moves, it's like, okay, that's cool, you know, whatever. But in a live action scenario, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Don't say the name of your moves over and over. Come on. Oh, I know that's no. what the games do, but it just is so ridiculous. So, so ridiculous. The, so the people that are hearing us talk are going, okay, so on the one hand, you don't want us to do the damn moves at all. On the other hand, you, you basically do the moves. I don't understand. What do you want? From, this is why we can't make I, your I, movies for you. I don't mind the moves, but don't say the name of the move every time. Yeah. You know, I, I, sure, okay, this is my Hadouken. Well, okay. see, that would that is a that is a writing and directorial decision. The way that you fix that is you don't have Ryu throwing four fucking fireballs back to back. Have him get into a fight with, oh, I don't know, Sagat. And in the time, have him fight for five minutes using actual fucking martial arts, using actual, you know, CQC or hand-to-hand combat, and have Ryu throw two fireballs. If he says Hadouken twice in that five-minute scene, that's not going to bug you. But if yeah. he goes, oh, shit, I'm pushing away, Hadouken, Hadouken, Hadouken that's even for me. Yeah. That's, gonna be, that's, that's I, I don't cringe. think there were any like that, but the one scene, and I think it was in the second episode, where there's this confrontation between, like, four characters or whatever. Uh, yeah, four. And they all do their, you know, special moves. So each one of them is like, oh, this is my Hadouken. This is my whatever. This is my whatever. It's like, okay, you can stop announcing names and moves. We got it. You all have special abilities. Let's move on and do the actual fight. This is why this is why the fighting games, and this is going to roll into what I'm talking about, but I'll, I'll let you finish your list. This is why the fighting games one seems like they could be perfect for movies, and it makes no fucking sense why they don't get them right. If you have a general understanding of fighting games, if I'm playing as Ryu, I don't win a match, a five-minute match with you by throwing 500 fucking fireballs. I have a fireball. I have an uppercut. I'm not talking about the signature moves. Got a fireball. Got an uppercut. Got a fucking hurricane kick. And I think that's it, right? But in between that, I've got a high punch, a high kick, low punch, low kick. I do combos left and right. I link moves into regular moves. So if you have Sagat fighting Ryu for five minutes, I need like a quotient, a quota. I need Mm -hmm. to see two fireballs. I need to see two hurricane kicks. I need to see two (laughs) uppercuts. You can put whatever the fuck you want in between, and you can make an awesome fight scene. Guess what? That means the game is represented well. The fans are happy because they got to see their fucking fireballs and the hurricane kicks. And the people that don't know shit about the game about the game are happy because they just saw a really good fight scene. That is the easiest way to make that part work. Now you just had to have a writer make a story that makes the reason why they're fighting make sense. Th- this is the easy one. The fighting games are the easy one. Street Fighter could have been a fucking legend. And it yeah. was liquid shit. Yeah, and... I think the issue with the new one is because it's just live action straight to, you know, YouTube or Amazon or Netflix or whatever is they're not getting the budget. And if they had the budget, I think now they can make a good Street Fighter. Let's just reboot the Street Fighter series with a, you know, triple A budget. We're going to make this movie proper and do what we're supposed to. Yeah. But as long as it's a web series or whatever you want to call it they're working with what they have and 
the main two actors, Ryu and Ken, I think they're decent. I'm curious. I actually want to look up and see if they're actual martial artists. Yeah. Um, but they play the characters decent. It's just what they're working with isn't always great. Yeah. The, the, the good thing about YouTube videos, about YouTube series, or any, any series that's online that's not in the main movie theaters or on actual network television is that, number one, their time frame is small. You're going to find clips, but the clips are usually like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes if you're lucky. That's a very small window frame. Two, they don't have corporate bigwigs over their heads saying, no, we don't want it done this way. We don't want it done that way. They can write it and direct it and produce it however the fuck they want. So if they want to have seven fireballs, they can have it. You know what I mean? Hmm. So you will see a lot more care and a lot more time and devotion taken to this. But again, their hindrance is their budget. They can only do so much. But they are far more true to the source material than what you paid 15 bucks to go see at a theater, hands down. Any other ones you want to talk about before you wrap this up? Nope, that's it. Cool. You wanna you wanna lead off any final words on video game movies? Like, what what do you think about them? What do you, what do you want them to go? What do you think should have changed? Just what are your, just wrap it up. I think that we're seeing better movies. I know we've had a lot of bad ones in there. Um, we've had the whole issue with keeping to the source material, and I don't think that that's going to improve by leaps and bounds. I think that will be small improvements and that'll be based on the series it's or game it's based on too. Some are easier to do than others. Yeah. Um Tomb Raider should be really easy to keep enough to source material. And it looks like they might be doing that with the next one. It looks yeah. like it might be a good Tomb Raider movie, a good standalone movie, and should do well. Um you know, and this this kind of goes in contrast to what I was saying earlier about so many games being bipedal humanoid people. If it shouldn't be too hard to make a Drake Uncharted movie <laughs> because that's basically what Uncharted is. You know, yeah. making making that Tomb Raider movie should be fairly fucking easy because that's what the game is. You just have a lot of input. You know. Yeah. And like Assassin's Creed, that was a huge step in the right direction. You know, my minor lore complaints aside, it wasn't a terrible movie. Yep. So it's definitely a improvement over, you know, Street Fighter and all these other ones. <laughs> all that uh, other shit wrapped up into uh, a big shit ball. Yeah. So I think we're on the right direction. You know, I'm not sure what Pokemon live action is supposed to be or Sonic live action. So... We'll still have our oh whatevers, but <laughs> I can you know. tell you what Sonic Live Action is gonna be. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to see it, just go play the 2006 game called Sonic. It's on the Xbox 360. Have fun with that. Let me know what you think because that's, what, no that's what, you're gonna, what you're gonna get. No thanks. Uh, so I've got a little bit more to say than Chris about this, but this 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 hits home for me because. I am a movie of I'm a movie buff to a degree. I don't I'm like a I'm like a six I'm like a six and a half, seven out of ten movie buff. <laughs> I haven't went to film school and I, I don't watch a lot of art films. I've watched maybe maybe three tenths of movies made in history. 
if that says anything. I'm talking about American films, too. I, I haven't watched everything, but I love watching movies. I have a fuck ton of movies in my personal collection. I have a fuck ton of movies I've seen. And I'm a video gamer. I've been one for close to three decades now. I've said this repeatedly on this podcast. And I'm waiting for the good movies to show up. I'm more anxious today than I've ever been for good movie game, good video game movies to show up because I have a legacy of other ones through other genres to the side. Mm-hmm. When you go through these Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, Chris, you're going to have your lows. You're going to have your averages. You're going to have some really good highs. You may even have one that blows your fucking mind. But the point is, is there's not one, not one. I can ask, I could ask people present. I could ask family. I could ask coworkers. I can't think of one Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that was just, yeah, this was a zero out of ten. This was just shit. This is garbage. Are all video game movies zero out of ten? No. But too many of them are. Way too many of them. Way too many of them are just, we just don't really care. We'll just take your IP and property and just, we don't care. It's whatever. So I look at something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I look at the money, the time, the devotion, the care. I don't even care if they get everything from the comics right. They get those movies right. They get those feels right. They get the actual universe to make sense. They make it entertaining. They give you what you want. I'm waiting today for the Marvel Cinematic Universe of video game movies. I don't know if it'll ever happen. You would think as 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 much popularity as video game movies have garnered recently and over the past decade or so, you'd think it'd be easy. You'd think it would happen by now, and it hasn't. I want to ask you a question, Chris. This has been asked right. to me several. It's been asked to me before, and I've asked it to Adam and a lot of other people, and I love hearing the answer. If somebody was to tell you that they're making a Final Fantasy VII movie tomorrow and they say, we're not going to spoil it for you, we don't have to spoil it for you because we took Final Fantasy VII, it is a three-hour-long three, it is a three long movie, and we have taken every single story piece, condensed is a light word, but we've <laughs> crammed. But we've crammed everything from that game into this movie. There's no rewrites. There's no alternate characters. We have t- we have taken out f- we've at a minimum we've taken out filler from Final yeah. Fantasy. You know your trip to Wu Tai for the second time we took that out. Your trip to Fort Condor we took that out. Not really, not truly necessary, but the actual story of Final Fantasy VII movie beat for beat follows Final Fantasy VII the video game. You will not be surprised. There are no cliffhangers. There's nothing that you won't know or understand because you play Final Fantasy VII, the video game. Chris, do you want to see this movie? Yeah. Thank you. Me too. And you would be surprised of what Hollywood's big argument is. People don't want to see that. If you've already played Final Fantasy VII, what do you want to see the movie for? What do you want a movie that actually just completely 100% follows the game? I wish I could tell you why Hollywood... But I want to see that. What I don't want to see is fucking Street Fighter the movie. What I don't want to see is ba-boom, fucking Mario Brothers movie. I don't want to see where you have loosely, and I mean very fucking loosely, have put little bitty fingers on an entire 
sacred franchise and just taking names and items and things and just shotgun blasted them onto a canvas and said, here's your movie. You know? Yep. I don't care if I know the entire story. I don't care if I've seen the entire thing. To see it in a cinema, to see it in cinema, to see it with actors putting their face to it and their time and their skill to it, to see the cinematography, to see the music direction, to see all that, that'd be great. That's what I want. I've never gotten it. I don't feel I ever will, but that's what I want. If they can't give me that, that's fine. Just give me, give me a movie that makes me believe you're taking this shit seriously. Take the source material seriously for what it is. Make it into a movie. Engineer it where people, gamers and non-gamers alike, will enjoy it. And, and there you go. That's what I want. I haven't had it. I hope we will. I hope some of these new movies coming out will, will do that. I gotta say, you got more faith in it than me, man. <laughs> when I see Sonic the fucking Hedgehog in this live action thing, you got more faith yeah. in me. So, that's about it. I think that's gonna do it for Nightless. You got anything else, Chris? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think this kinda took the steam out of the both of The horse is us. dead. The horse is utterly dead, yeah. Not saying we'll ever not talk about this again. We will always talk about it because these are these are scars in our in our life. <laughs> and we've got to keep up with what's coming out, you know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, if tell us what you think about video game movies. Hey, I'm just gonna go on a limb. Maybe me and Chris are just fucking assholes. Maybe there's actually video game movies that are great, and you're like, "Are you kidding me? Warcraft was fucking ten out of ten. Here's why. Uh, just what do you think about video game movies in general? What ones did you like? What ones did you hate? Why did you like them? Why did you hate them? What's your opinions on the way and where video game movies are going? We love to hear feedback. We love to hear your feedback. You can always send us an email at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny spelling or letters or numbers. Just spell it as it is. Uh, we still have a Facebook account. You can find us there. You can send us a message. Put something on our wall. Maybe how you got here today. Uh, we still got a Twitter account. I'm just going to keep that Twitter account up. Even if I never get twitted <laughs> in my whole life, I'll be the twitless Twitter guy. But you can send us a tweet. Let us know what's up. Retweet us. I think that's the whole, that, that's the purpose of it. Like you retweet people. Yes. I don't that's know. That's one of the things you can do. I guess. Chris, do you have an Instagram? I do not have an Instagram. Do you have... What's another one that hip kids use today? What's like Friendster? Is that what they use? No, <laughs> that's an old thing now. I got it. Uh, I got. I actually have some young girls here with me. Some young girls here with me. <laughs> one is my wife, and one is her sister. But I could always ask, "Hey, what's the uh, what's what's Sna no, Chris? You Snapchat. got a Snapchat? No. Chris, you got a Snapchat? Nope. Chris, you don't snap your chats, man. Nope. You got to snap them chats, bro. You got to twitch. Your, you got to twit your tweets. I mean, I have a Twitter, and that's about as far as uh, if modern I, if, social media. If I had told my mom and dad I had a Twitter, they probably would have beat me. <laughs> I, I got a Twitter, Daddy. If you said it like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll catch you next week with hopefully a less angry, angry topic. No promises made here at the End of Time <laughs> podcast. Just... We'll promise you we'll be here, all right? Until then, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. 
Good night, everybody. Quick, change the channel. <laughs>